A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Here we go. Oh, thank God the, the red carpet's finished. Uh, any highlights on the red carpet? Um, there was some dresses, some suits, and a few women very desperate to appear like the next Rebecca Judd. Um, I thought it was uh, it was a little bit poor form that um, Fife's hair outshone all the girls. But, I mean, it had to be expected, really, didn't it? Looking gangster as fuck with a cane, too. Yeah. <laughs> Just strolling on in. He said it was either that or crutches in a moon boot. He definitely picked the right one. Yeah. Actually, speaking of that, I was watching UFC yesterday morning, and I saw a guy, he came out, and his corner brought crutches to the cage. Like, that's coming prepared. Yeah, that, that prepared for see, a win. Good to see Polaris is considerate these days. They <laughs> say, what's Japan? So maybe they already knew the result. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. Um, okay, so if anybody is joining us from uh, Reddit or overseas or wherever else you come from, um, firstly, thanks. Uh, there is a comment section, and if you type in there, hopefully that we can see it and we'll try and respond um, as best we can. We can be uh, completely bribed. I thought it was a bit unlucky that um, Chris Brown got ejected from the Fremantle game. You couldn't come <laughs> to perform tonight. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Well, well... James Blunt's banging on. We may as well go through the weekend's results. Ah, yeah. um, Friday night, uh, Hawthorne over Frio. Now, I had to watch it on replay, which was either Hawthorne won and I watched it on replay or Hawthorne lost and I don't watch it at all because <laughs> <laughs> I was at a mate's wedding. Um, apparently, there was something with the umpires. I don't know. I didn't really. I didn't, oh, I didn't catch on. All weekend, the umpires had shockers. Um, in, in fairness, there were certain things they did well. Um, they seem to have the 15 metre kick rule uh, enforced quite effectively um, quite vigorously yeah and look I'm fine with that but there were a few spots where you just think what the fuck um, in my opinion the North Melbourne uh, West Coast game was officiated worse but um, you know people will disagree and that's fine you're just wrong but, <laughs> but um, for, for the Freo one um, the big controversy was obviously the crowd interaction um, I can't. I, I want to say Suckling was running towards the boundary line. Um, Bruce. Bruce. Oh yeah, I get those two confused. Now, now which time? Uh, when the player cocked his arm back. Uh, the, uh, sorry, Smith. the supporter cocked yep. his arm back. Um, it was Isaac Smith. Yeah, and acted like he was going to punch him. Now look, I, I did make that comment on Reddit that he can do that to Isaac Smith, but if that's Brian Lake <laughs> running towards the boundary, and for a second he thinks oh, I'm get to, about to get punched, and then he thinks, wait a minute. I'm Brian Lake. I don't get punched. I'm the one who does the punching and knocks this guy fucking out. All of a sudden, it's a big deal. All of I mean, a sudden, yeah. Granted, you know, knocking out a spectator is a pretty big deal. But, um, yeah, look, I don't think that's very smart. Like, threatening to punch a player who's running towards a bad oh, Give him the mouthful yeah. of cheek, absolutely. And I'm sure he thought he was pretty cool. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. probably about 12 beers deep, too. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking this is his moment on camera. And it was almost like the other guy. Who was it? Uh, was it 
Shui or someone who did their back over the the railing, and that guy just leant all the way over and just gave him a spray right in his ear hole. Bruce, it was. Yeah, Bruce, yeah. Look, that one, I, I think it's dumb, but giving a player a spray, as long as it's you know not uh, I think he over was, certain lines. He was almost giving him a literal spray, though. Well, yeah. I mean, he could yeah. have felt the spittle from there, surely. <laughs> and they were talking about the bloke who gave him a bit of a, a whack with his blob anchor. That is stupid as fuck. You should never touch the players. Yeah. But to me, that is less... Uh, Less intrusive than the bloke who cocked his arm back like he was going to punch him. And I think if you're like sort of the Frio squad, I wouldn't be that unimpressed with my crowd giving us an awesome home crowd advantage like that. Well, that's, what home, home, that's what home crowds are for. Yeah, well, it's one of the things that you miss though in AFL compared to soccer and that, where a home ground advantage is really a home ground advantage in soccer, where if the ball goes out, even the ball boy, he'll sit there, he'll fuck around with the yeah. ball, throw it the other direction. Yeah, get <laughs> or fucked. just not move. It's yeah. like, mate, you get the fucking ball. Yeah, exactly. Job. And you actually, the crowd is like all on one side and booing, shit, that's the least of your worries. I mean, how many times they chant that Mrs. Beckham takes it up the ass? Yeah. You know, around I mean, the soccer they match. put effort into the insults. Yeah, yeah. And that's one thing you can respect the English um, sort of fans for is that they come up with some pretty interesting sledging from the, the crowd banter. Oh, the songs and everything. <laughs> Anyway, on the game, uh, the criticism all year about Frio was they couldn't score enough. But, geez, they made some dumb mistakes to go with it at at really the wrong times. Yeah. And I think with uh, this Frio squad, I think that their sort of strategy got found out. And I'm going to claim, I've been trying to claim something for Richmond all season. So I'm claiming Dimmer was the one that sort of showed everyone how it's done. If you cut off their run from half-back and stop them going inboard, it was pretty much a a one-trick pony because, like you said, they don't have many key forwards. So they've got Pavlic up there, but... As soon as you're blocking him off, they rely on people running forward into the 50 to kick their goals. Yeah. And they set that up from the half-back line. And once you block that off, then it really limits their ability to kick goals. And like I found out a while ago, so... Something- well, the thing is, that's understated. Dimmer did a fucking fantastic job in setting that up. Um, yeah. As a coach, he is right at an elite coach, in my opinion. Um, just for getting Richmond to work the way they did and achieve what they have. And... I mean, for sticking around for how many years have been in Richmond now? It's well, a good effort. Second longest coach of Richmond exactly. ever. It's you a good know, effort. Isn't it amazing? You've got uh, a life expectancy measured in, well, hours as a Richmond <laughs> coach before <laughs> someone's called it in sacking. <laughs> Last about as long as a, well, a captain's misses at North Melbourne. Something funny, I just thought uh, two things. Like, we've got Gil McLaughlin, who's on telly now, um, giving his speech. Isn't it amazing that... Um, Hamish McLaughlin is the characteristic, uh, sorry, charisma one yeah, out of yep. his family. That just astounds me. Um, yep. The other big thing about Brownlow Medal, because I'm uh, sorry, I'm skipping over the games because we've got to get through to our predictions before the, the votes start. Um, it's obviously voted for by the umpires. They get no love on the night whatsoever. They don't get on camera. They don't get to read out their votes. Yeah, nothing. Uh, I'm going to be. They get it wrong. I'm going to put it out there. Probably not going to get much love from us tonight either. So. <laughs> no, no. Especially since we haven't even really hit the games in, in full full force yet. So, um, All right, so we'll, the light. we'll go into your predictions first. Uh, just let's go straight out. Who, who wins? Oh, um, round really? one's just come up. I, I think Fife's going to win. I think Smonny will be about two pingers deep by halfway mark. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my predictions. So Fife, Josh, um, you're going Goldstein? I'm going Goldstein because I've got cash on it. <laughs> <laughs> but I bought. I put money on it, uh, except Fife. Like, oh, uh, you got the field versus Fife. Well, excluding Fife, who wins the Brownlow, which is a dumb way of doing it. But uh, they did the odds, and I think I got sevens for Goldstein. So I thought, well, there's a value bet. There it is. So as long as uh, Goldie gets the the most votes of someone who's not named Nat Five, I win money. So uh, let's let's hope that happens. Well, I I'm going to go really out there. 
and say it's going to be joint winners, Fife and Kennedy. Oh, yeah. And Gaff now. is the dark horse. Yep. Sydney Kennedy. Sydney Kennedy, yeah. So you've always got to pick a dark horse. So who's your dark horse? <laughs> you love a dark horse. I love a dark horse. Um, as a roughie, I'll go for... Hanabry. Hanabry is a darkie. He's one of the favourites. Jesus. You haven't, you haven't really stretched yourself there. All right, the, the surprise, the one who gets the votes that you don't expect them to, I'm going to go for Dyson Heppel. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. It's going to be hard. They only won six games. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Yeah, but, but if he gets more than two votes, it's going to be a surprise. Yeah. Uh, a couple <laughs> of other little predictions. I reckon Boomer Harvey will score about six, which um, he'd have to have scored over the most years. He'd be in the, the top figure for that, just for longevity. Yeah. And the fact that you're still scoring in well, 20th season. Scored just about as much as Kerry. No, no, not even close. (laughs) (laughs) But how many people actually are in the know of who wins before the actual announcement? They reckon it's it's a fair few. uh, They reckon that sealing the votes that is fairly legit. Yeah, Uh, as in, obviously the umpires write it and um, and seal it up. But when the armor guard delivers it, that's all legit. That's not just for show. Right. Because there's a lot of money on it. Yeah. So anyway, but going back to the Hawks versus um, Frio. Frio. Hey, was that the first game or the first one? That was the first one, yep. That was the first one. Um, I found that what happened was Hawks maturity really played out um, with how they could control the pace of the game. Yeah. And it's one of those things, a sign of a good team that... It doesn't matter how bad you're going during the season, you thrive on those press situations. And it looks like Hawthorne are that team where they look forward to that pressure. Like, that's what they want. That's when they're in their element and they know they can handle it. And that's sort of the edge they have over other teams. Well, both games over the weekend, we saw a team come out of the blocks looking like, you know, solid gold and then get just smashed yeah. for the rest and, of the game. And not take advantage but, of it as well. But even mm. when Frio were dominating in the first five or six minutes, yep. um, Hawthorne didn't look panicked. They were looking beaten, yeah. but they were still, okay, we got this. It's okay. Yeah. You know what? They've kicked a couple. That's all right. We yeah. got this. Yeah. Um, because they've been there before. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's why, you know, the the I think they've got six players over 30 as opposed to West Coast who only have one player who's yep. Prittis, who yeah. is 30, yep. um, going into Saturday's game. But they've been there. Yeah. Um, Burgoyne is now the second most finals ever. Yeah. yeah. Think, Tuck's uh, first, isn't he? Yeah, only yeah. behind Tuck. He's played four. I think it's daylight behind Tuck. I think he, he needs two years, basically. Two full <laughs> years to catch up to Tuck. Yeah. It might be three. He well, needs. Back when Tuck was playing, it was, what, final six? And it was pretty much just elimination. Final five. Final yeah. five, yeah. So yeah. you just... You, you'd only pay, play two or three finals a year. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, how many years has Ross Lyon been in charge of Frio for? I think four. Four. So I think he got them to the grand final in his second or third year so it's two years since then so it's four or five so we've got one more year until we can nominate for free agency and just try his luck out in the, in the open market I doesn't care what he coaches he'll teach the shoeshine boy how to shine shoes if they can start trading uh, players for coaches North Melbourne's in hey, well hey Hawthorne's in yeah. <laughs> what do you mean Hawthorne will start their own league hey, North's got two coaches in the grand final this weekend so there you go. Yeah, Hawthorne, have, actually, no, West Coast have got four umpires in the grand final. <laughs> <weekend, so. laughs> Good luck with that one. Um, if we start trading out assistant coaches for head coaches for draft picks or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it'd be, oh, geez, I'd love that. But it was funny seeing that that's the way. Now, oh, here we but, go. We've got Gordon's come up. Kerry, 127, 46th. And Boomer's had 183, 7th. There you go. Damn. Already got him. Thank you like, very much, shit. Gordon. Cheers, Gordon. Now, you can, you can look that up on AFL tables at any stage. Trust we right, could have done. Eh? But we don't um, need to. Thank you, Gordon. Thank you very much. Um, 
Well, there you go. Seventh of all time. Wow. Jeez, you, you imagine... Um, well, we should probably look that up, actually. You imagine Bartlett would be ahead of him uh, for the same reasons, longevity. Yeah. And the fact yeah. that Bartlett was still yeah, polling in his yeah. final seasons. Yeah, I don't know about Bartlett. Mind you, Bartlett did look like he was 57. From, from the get-go. Well, yeah. He almost looks like Mr. Burns in like his heyday, you know, where he still <laughs> have a couple of strands of hair. Yeah. yeah same geez. dots. Jeremy Cameron looks bloody awful in a tux. He still looks <laughs> like Fernando Alonso. Yes, it's just copying soccer or whatever, but Bartlett's got 160, 136 adjusted for the current um, level of voting. Oh, all right. Cheers, Gordon. So 136. Go. This is much easier than carry. Googling it. We're gonna, I'm going to call it Gordon it for now. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to Gordon it. Gordon it. Yep. Yeah. We're on. Um, so <laughs> yeah. back to Dangerfield. Yeah, I Old think he, he announced it uh, the day before. <laughs> Jared oh, Wake okay. votes. The day before, and he went on, and geez, it, the poor old missus copped it. Did she? Because, you know, he said, you know, we're moving back home for, um, you know, family and the missus to raise a family. Uh, she she copped it on social media. <laughs> right. A bit, uh, bit rough. But, I was, was going to say. I, I thought it was good for him because he's known for a long time that he's yeah. going, obviously. And uh, by all accounts, oh. told, uh, told the club. We were at yep. As well. Um, so he, he's announced it after the season, um, but he's announced it before the Best and Ferris night, and he's still rocked up at the Best and Ferris night. So, yep. guys, because you know, at the end of the day, he had to pick up his jacket. He's got to pick up his jacket. <laughs> um, he's still a legend of the club. Yeah, exactly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Never got to you know um, salute on the last day, um, but he's still somebody that you can't argue with what he's done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And let's see. You get to a point where you've earned the right to pretty much do what you want. Yeah. And I think he's one of those people. I mean, if you could go back home oh, that one. to to, <laughs> yeah. to work, why wouldn't you? Exactly. It'd be pretty interesting. Um, the fact that he hasn't got nine votes after three rounds, I think might rule Fife out. Yeah, I could. I'm putting uh, a line through Fife already. <laughs> well, I, 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 he's head. done. I think, uh, oh, who's six plus? Jack Stevens, Taylor Hunt's got four. Um, and the umpires are still sort of getting used well, to footy What's this dude's well. name? Jared Quartermain, is it? That's Prittis. Uh, not Prittis. Oh, ba- Basil. <laughs> yeah, Basil. Basil. Basil the Snoz. He looks like sort of a... Why do they call him the schnoz? Yeah. Who's um, that wank who was on Jurassic Park? He was... Um, oh, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Jeff yeah. Goldblum. He looks like almost a cracked out Jeff Goldblum. He does, actually. Yeah, yeah put some but glasses Jeff Goldblum looks like a cracked out Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, that's true. This is true. Right, we Gordoned it. Motherfucker. We, we Gordoned it. Gordoned it. I tell you what, he, he's... Three votes, Gordon. Three votes, yep. <laughs> Round one. Gordo's got three. So, that's uh, Frio Hawthorne. Um... Pav, do you think he goes around again? Yeah, I, I thought so. I thought they were pretty rough to write him off straight away after the game, unless yeah. they're in the know, unless they know something. Um, yeah, unless he's already yep. you know, clue people in. Like, this, this should be the last one. And look, I think they can have Pav as more serviceable next year, not as reliant, if that makes sense, because yeah. they realise what their weaknesses are and they're going to have to change strategy because they're being found out. It, mm. It's going to depend a lot too on um, How who, who else they yeah, yeah. trade. Well, yeah. if they get yep. Schultz, then you'd probably have to say... Well, Schultz has already signed on for Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did too. Yeah. So Cam McCarthy is the one. Cam McCarthy, that, yeah, they have to he trade was, for him. He actually has flagged that he wanted to go back to Perth. Yeah, so yeah. GWS are going to play hardball with him. Well, he's contracted for next well, year. The other name yeah. is um, from North Aaron Black. Um, he but, hasn't been getting a game and probably isn't going to. And what? he's a WA boy, but uh, I don't know they get much for him to be honest. No, I mean that's it. You've got to go look at the waffle sample. Uh, VFL yeah. um, to mm-hmm. try and get an, another key forward because I mean there was a few up for the mark 
um, this year in the trade, and this trade period is going to be massive. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. Be the biggest ever. Um, but you know, Dixon's already um, nominated where he wants to go. So yep. there's a few WA boys that are looking to go home. Yeah, it'll be interesting to me to see with the Dangerfield thing uh, if they can't form a, an agreement and it goes to. Uh, draft. draft if somebody else punts on him if somebody else is just like mm. I don't give a fuck if you're wanting to go to Geelong I'm grabbing you if, if somebody does uh, you know just usurp Geelong and just to be a yeah. bastard yeah. <laughs> oh, um, I, if he I, goes to draft I, I don't think he'll go for a draft if, though if but, North didn't no. I'd be absolutely fine with that I think they're going to um, find an amicable, amicable trade for, for both of them well they, they have to because you can guarantee it's not going to get to Geelong if he goes to draft no just to do that yeah, well, and Adelaide because get something for it. Especially now that you can trade future draft picks as well. Yeah, it's yeah. going to come into it, and I reckon they, they're probably going to get um, uh, a, a couple of dips at it. Uh, round four, Nat Five's got six votes. It's always funny trading draft picks, though, because if you're trading a quality player, you expect the team you're trading to to improve. So yeah. the idea is that they'll have worse draft picks if your player's good. So if you trade a shit player, you might get a better draft pick the next year. Uh, just. Just quietly, um, I was watching the, uh, the little bit of the red carpet before we went on air. Yeah, um, Nick Nat, he, he's done all right, um, but the I, I what, did with his misses or yeah, yeah. Um, I, I did notice that the, the missus hasn't really done much with her hair. Yep. I don't reckon anybody else is going to notice at all. <laughs> <laughs> if you just got a got a quick peek at the dress, yeah, nobody's going to notice. <laughs> but I know she's got a head. <laughs> I, I didn't see it, so I'll keep an eye out. Um, I imagine they'll swing to the WA function at some stage. So I think umpires are the same sort of thing. They don't want to come Brownlow Medal Night. You read out a name and everyone goes, wow, that umpire knows fucking nothing. And the thing is, they've got too much to do anyway. Yeah, but you yeah. Know, if, if you put forward certain names, like if you umpire a Frio game and you put Nat Fife in votes, yeah. it doesn't matter at all. Uh, what sort of game you had because you're not going to look like an idiot yeah. by giving that five votes. Well, I mean, if he, you he didn't play t- six games. So if you put him in for one of those and he gets one vote... <laughs> you might... You know what? I'd guarantee it's not the first time it's happened in yep. uh, the Brownlow medal. But um, like, even if Eddie Betts gets votes for this game, just for that kick, just for that stupid boundary line, you should have passed it off, you selfish bastard, yeah. but it went through and it's a fucking fantastic kick. Yeah, but think- if that's the case, he's getting three votes just about every game. Yeah. <laughs> I think they do uh, mark and goal of the year tonight as well. Do they? Um so I don't know if you remember him, but I think Nat Fife's got goal of the year and Nat Nui for mark of the year. Yeah, it's, the worst thing is there's been such high competition for goal of the year. That yeah. It's almost every round you've got the similar contender from the boundary line, snap, yeah. picked it up, not really thought or looked about what you're doing, just yes. bang on the boot and away you go through. Well, and it's kind of hard to compare. Like uh, every round you see those boundary line falling over sort of things. And that Dangerfield one from the finals, that yeah. would have been goal of the year a decade ago. Yeah. Whereas now it's just, oh, that motherfucker, look at him go. Um, it was never going to miss that one. No, yeah. and that's the weird thing. It was never yeah. going to miss. But um, to me, it's the running goals now that are starting to be the exception. You don't see players have enough space to do the, the 60, 70 metre runs. Yeah. Like yeah. the Michael Long style back in the day run. Or if, or if they do, they, they shouldn't have done that. It's like, you should have passed mm. fucking 50 metres ago, dude. What are you doing? Like the ones that balk three guys, spin out of a tackle, yep. kick it. I, I want to see those in the highlights package because they're so rare. The the, the snaps from the pocket I mean, are, are every game. Last year's goal of the year was Matty White running down the wing. Yeah. To, uh, yep. Eddie had yeah, again. The, Michael Longstar. Yeah, it was actually almost... Uh, yeah. And I remember, uh, what's his name, Daniel Kerr getting one uh, for goal of the year one year. So that was probably, I don't know, 
good 10 years ago now. Yeah. Something like that. So yeah, they, they get a run every now and then. But that's why I like Fife's this year because he's, you know, pinned on the boundary line, dodged you know, yep. around one, round two, kicked it, got smothered. Yeah. Got the A-grade bounce right back into his hands and put it back through. So We're, do you know anyone that dislikes Matt Fife? Besides the people that have to tag him. I mean, <laughs> I don't think I don't know if anybody knows that they're tagging him. If yeah. they do that, they <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, what I'm saying, like, he's the MRP. He's a ridiculously good player. He's uh, underrated for his actual hardness. Like playing a game with a fractured fibula. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad effort. Yeah, uh, let's be honest. And he was um, probably Frio's best player. Yeah, with a broken uh, leg. Just crazy skills. Guts, hardness, a top on field leader, leap. Yeah. Not a not an arrogant fuck. Jesus Christ, he, I'd adopt the kid. Man, to be honest, I couldn't even like if if you played a soundbite of his voice, I wouldn't be able to pick it. You just don't hear anything from him. Like, I've just heard fuck all interviews with him <laughs> through the media. There's a kid interviewing <laughs> Brent Harvey now, and I reckon the kid's uh, bigger than him. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, thanks for the hard job, but yeah, uh, I was going I'm for not the misses. You. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they had like the man show kid on there oh. the who's like mucked up <laughs> side boob and Nat Fyre's just there pimping he should have gone with a, a pimp hat he should have come with some hookers <laughs> <laughs> you, you're going to get yourself he's getting a dick drawn I thought he was drawing it I thought he was drawing it then I could have sworn he was going to have been gold I, could, I would just love to see Woman's Day or the uh, girl who writes for the woman who writes for Daily Life, Clementine Ford. I was going to say, yeah, I've got a chance of getting this right. Um, <laughs> she would just be up in arms about that shit. Some of her articles are good, but I can imagine uh, putting a dick on a small child, a picture of a dick. Fuck, get it. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> Jesus right. Christ, that, um, that escalated. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, putting a picture of a penis on a small child probably raise a few flags and probably. What fight. do you mean, probably? I think that's a dead set. Yeah, I think we, 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 well, can, I mean, we can, I'm already oh, looking at you fucking weirdy, weirdly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, also with Hawthorne, um, I thought it interesting. Would they been to, was it free? They went Lewis to, got votes <clears throat> despite the takeout. They went to the West, was it three times in four weeks or something? Oh, about that? Oh, well, there's Nick Nats misses. I can see exactly that. what you meant. Jesus Christ. <laughs> a little bit, uh, little bit longer than that. It was, it was three times... Since Five round weeks. 19, something like that. They, they planned out their post-match sort of thing where they let the players decide when they're going to go home and sort of do it on their own accord. And, yep. and a few of them went there earlier too. Hello from Phuket, Thailand. Hey, Phuket, Thailand. The girly bars could take, girly a, break bars for a, take of, a break for a couple of hours. Uh, are you sure they're girly bars? They're bars, and I mean, you got alcohol. You know. uh, mate, when in Phuket, do us <laughs> Who, who Phuket hasn't sucked story? a dick in Thailand? Let's be honest. <laughs> or, is it, or is it girl-ish bars? Yeah, I think that was the same joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, round five in the books. Uh, Long um, just don't. What's I going to say? <laughs> the uh, Falcons. Daisy Pierce got invited this year too. Daisy uh, Pierce. Daisy Pierce. She's the captain of the Melbourne women's team. Oh, okay. She got an invite. Fair enough. I think she go close for most votes for Melbourne too. Honestly, in, in previous years, I would really love to see the um, curtain raiser women's matches. Like women's matches being used as curtain raisers more often. Uh, they had it for a, I think it was this round actually. I think it's um, it's, it's almost a certainty. No, nah, it wasn't this round because it was Melbourne versus Bulldogs. Yeah, that's right. I think it's almost a certainty that they're moving to a women's league at, yeah. at some stage. And I think yeah. the the um, they've set it up right where you've got a lot of grassroots footy that in, include a women's league now. Yeah. I mean, shit, look at 
Oh. Country leagues have yeah. mostly got women's leagues and shit, there's Doing some okay, strong women, yeah. man. Boomer Harvey opening his account. Ooh, Three he's voters. Got six he's got six. Really. I reckon my 11's looking pretty strong. I'm gonna, uh, I've already wiped out five, even though he's leading. Tell you, I'm going to um, go out of limb here and guess that if the big Texans get ahead in the votes, he's not going to slow down the beers. <laughs> keep putting them away. He, I think he's brought uh, Scotty no, Thompson late. as his date today. Did he? Tonight, because uh, last year he didn't get an invite. I hope Scotty Thompson likes sucking dicks the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> last year, Scotty Thompson took him. I know that trick. <laughs> oh, I reckon it's a bit uh, a bit unfortunate. He, he, he could have got Marge up from Broken Hill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get old Marge up. She, she could have she come in. done the hair as well. Exactly right. She could have done the girl's hair yeah. you know, while, they, while they're going along. So while we got uh, Boomer Harvey getting carried off for his 400th year, we, we'll talk about the other game <laughs> of the weekend in uh, West Coast and uh, North. Um, Imagine if you went back to back, media would explode. Yeah, give me give me one second of saltiness on the West Coast <laughs> North match because fuck me, those umpires oh, hate yeah. us. Um, didn't cost the game. I guess so. Not blaming the umps for the game. You wouldn't have been there if it weren't for the umps. Oh fuck <laughs> me, I was I was pissed off. You can get tripped over and get called holding the ball. Uh, mind you, we did kick yeah. it out on the bounds I, on I the full eleven times. <laughs> <laughs> um, they had a fucking shocker. And if either of those two are in the grand final, it will make the grand final worse. None of them should be in the grand final. And I think even no. further than that, they should take their microphones away. I think it should be like, um, if you need to have the AFL umpires, um, if you need their microphone feed for a certain play on the replay, then have it fed in there. But yep. for a live footy, just turn it off because yeah. it's like they almost like the sound of their own whistle too much. <laughs> and I think with the AFL finals, it's different. Like, it's a different flow, different intensity, and you've got to umpire a bit differently, especially with such interpretive rules. you got to play go. I see where you're going, but I think if you umpire consistently through the whole season, yeah, that's not the problem. Um, yeah, true, true. Like, the problem is, an umpire blows a whistle, and you're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. And there are a couple of times where literally everyone's like, what the fuck happened, including both teams. <laughs> including the umpire. Yeah. Was that yeah. me? <laughs> Did I the umpire, that? umpire 30 yeah. metres away, not controlling, so has called a free kick it. on Robbie Tarrant. Yeah. And everyone's like, what was that for? And even the other umpire's like, what the fuck did you do that for, yeah. you kid? But anybody being honest, both teams that won on the weekend played better anyway. Yeah, 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 definitely. It didn't like... I mean, it, it could have had an effect on results, yeah. but still the better team won to get uh, through. The matchup with uh, Nick Nat and uh, Goldstein. Yeah. Um, I don't really know who won. Yes. I mean, hitouts wise, Goldstein, but it was Nick Nat followed up Roving very well. And the thing is, he mm. just keeps the ball in dispute until he gets it. Yeah. Like, he's just got the extra arm length where he can tap it out of someone's hands or just keep it moving along forward until either the Rovers come through or he gets a clean possession and then just runs. But it, I it, think Nick Nat actually did better solely because he was able to find a free runner. Yeah. Uh, a bit more often. No, yeah. I don't think he made as many mistakes. Yeah. As got. Goldstein made some early. Yeah. Yep. Oh, actually, that was the other hurts. thing for um, for Hawks. Um, uh, who's the Ruckman? McAvoy. McAvoy. Did excellent work um, down back, cutting, going across and yeah. cutting off, off yeah. work. The last couple of weeks, he's taken some nice marks. But also, hands. what he did in the ruck against Sandilands was that he'd go up for the tap, but he wouldn't look at getting the tap. He'd look at sharking Sandilands. Yeah. So wherever Sandilands is going to tap it, he's looking to sort of block almost like um, defensive like a, basketball. Or, or mm. like a volleyball spike. Yeah. So he's going up and he's, yeah, like blocking the, the volleyball spike. He's going up and not necessarily looking for the tap, but looking to block it and yeah. just shark wherever he's going, which I thought was kind of an intelligent way to go about it. It was, when get smashed otherwise. Yeah, it was good to see a couple of times Sandlin just went for the belt. Yeah. Like, um, if you're a ruckman his size, I reckon at least once every four or five bounces. Let your rovers know, right, lads, this one's going long. Jesus. And let him run a little bit. Yep. 
Um, because when he wants to belt the shite out of the ball, not many other ruckmen can stop him. Yeah. And of the ones that can, McAvoy isn't one of them. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's, he's not a leaper. Oh, McAvoy, he's not an no. athlete. Umpires and politicians are the same. If you don't notice them, they've done a good job. Yep, that's true, Seb. Yep. Yep. Same with children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, and that's why I'd like for... As long as it's consistent, you can't really complain, but yeah. I'd rather complain about free kicks that weren't paid as opposed to complaining about free kicks that were paid that weren't there. I agree, I'd like especially when they're in the forward 50. All you can ask yeah. is they call what they see. Yeah. Yep. And if they didn't see it, because uh, like the uh, North Melbourne Richmond game, yep. where there was a shit ton of players around it, yeah. I can totally understand why they can didn't live see with it. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you only you can't make guesses. That, yeah. That's the worst is when they make a guess. Yep. Yeah, or like, there's been three uh, ball ups in a row, and they're like, "I'm going to give, I'm going to give something." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Remember there was the the free kick that Boomer Harvey got off Pritis Yeah, Tassie. Yeah. Yeah. The umpire made a guess. Yeah, exactly. And that's wrong. Yeah, and it was funny. I was talking to the old man. And he man. paid for it on the weekend. Boomer should have got a fifty and didn't. Ah, look at five. Look. Yeah. Oh no, oh. no, that's accidental. No, not worth it. Hold the bolt. I was, I was talking I to um, fine for that one. The old man the other day, and he was saying because obviously he knows all the rules and that for being coaching umpire and had the old rule books. Apparently, at the as the header of every single page, spirit said, of the law. Spirit of the law is to keep the ball in motion. Yeah, I think mm. it's something like that, and that's at the top of every single page of the rule book. Yeah, kind of been forgotten in the last few years, I think. And what irritates me the most um, in terms of those free kicks is you'll see a full forward and a full back wrestling and they've both got hold of each other but yep. nine times out of ten it'll be the forward who gets the free kick. Um, to me that's cheap. Like, yeah. As long as they're together and wrestling I'm absolutely fine with it continuing. Yep. Hawthorne, the, oh, sorry, Hawthorne Melbourne I went to that game too. Uh, yep. If the backman's got a handful of jumper absolutely free kick every day of the week. But um, if their arms are interlocked or whatever, let them go. Yeah. Hello, old uh, Pendlebury's already unbuttoned the top button. He's gone slack already. I'll tell you like, what, I'll, I'll I'm give, not here for a long time. I'll give three votes to whichever dude's missus is drinking a pint. <laughs> I don't want to see any champagne in this. Do you want the missus who's in there drinking beers? That's, that's the one you want to take home. Something interesting I read a couple of weeks ago, is now that Sammy Mitchell's on, on the screen. Um, Here we go. Hebel's on seven. He's still got a couple of ripper games. So, got a bit of support for your darkie there. Ah, there Josh. you go. See? Yeah. It's not going to happen. They, you'll get nothing in the back half of the year. You're just not a believer. Yep, correct. Yep. Neither am I, but <laughs> I hope he does it. Um, Sammy Mitchell was uh, in one of the articles in the paper saying he's, he's young lad who's five or six. Yep. He goes, uh, this is uh, week one of the finals. It's like, when are we going to the parade, Dad? <laughs> but poor little fella. He, like I said, he's only young. That's all he knows. <laughs> is that grand final comes he's up? He's been in the last three. We get in a car. He's just like, yeah, we go in the grand final. We're, we're, we're in this parade thing, right? And his old man, you know, he's like, yeah. well, actually, we've got to get there first. Not as easy as that, yeah. champ. No yeah. You'll figure that one out yourself. But uh, old dad's delivered for him. Just yeah. imagine that kid, though. When they don't make the grand final, he's hey. like, Dad, what happened? What? Why are you doing this? Dad's the biggest you're asshole. A, you're a shit dad. <laughs> Hate you. They've uh, they've just shown round uh, the highlights of round eight, which is when Cam Guthrie became the smartest and richest man in Australia. Oh, I'm swapping Guernsey. Swapping Guernsey with Chris Judd. Yep. Uh, you know what? I'd like to see uh, Cam Guthrie's missus go up to Rebecca Judd tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Swap dresses. <laughs> Swap dresses. <laughs> see, I'd like to see Cam Guthrie just auction off his own Guernseys on eBay or something. Like every match, just Gazer <laughs> Ablett Guernsey, authentic. Well, yeah, that's where I thought, um, I thought Boomer Harvey would do the same thing. Uh, swap Guernseys with uh, Judd, but then 
on eBay, you'd see seven of them. <laughs> yeah. You know, authentic Guernsey, <laughs> seven sold. <laughs> I remember seeing um, there was a Reddit post comparing uh, Zaharakis, I think it was, his Guernsey uh, uh, that you could buy. The match worn Guernsey. The match worn versus, versus yeah. the um, merchandise one. And just the. <laughs> How thin it was? Yeah. It was and a, it, was a it great cut post. in so dramatically, um, which probably shows the physiques of. The, um, well, it's also not just crap. their physiques, but they like it tight as yeah. opposed to the general punter who's going to wear it over a jumper or over a shirt or whatever. Yeah. Um, it makes it harder to, to tackle. Yeah, yeah, it does take a certain person Mc, to McVay's wear three boats, yeah. just the Guernsey. Uh, Sammy Mitchell gets his first Without anything underneath to a match, especially in Melbourne. And when you pick up those Guernseys, like, do you actually want them washed or do you want the, do you want the sweat on there? Because it's kind of a weird thing because you want to be authentic with sweat. That's a bit that fucking five. creepy. Yes, there we go, 17. Big Bruce. I wonder if he knows he's a superstar on our intros. <laughs> he assumes he's a superstar everywhere he goes. It's true. Well, he knows everything, so he's probably onto us. Um, oh, he's a big listener. Could we get a bill from him? Soon? That uh, earpiece he's got in, he's actually listening to us right now. <laughs> so, uh, Brucey, maybe spice up a bit, champ. Uh, a bit of a, a tap dance number, perhaps. Well, I don't think Rioli's got any votes yet, so Brucey's just keeping it keeping it calm. Just waiting. He's like Bruce Buffer. Like for the undercards, you don't really put it all <laughs> yeah, out there. You can save yourself yeah, from the main true, event. That's true. If he can do a 360 jump like uh, Bruce Buffer, <laughs> Bruce Buffer, that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> that reaction from Rogan when he did it too was uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was just magic. <laughs> oh, Jeremy McVay out, out in the surf in Sydney. I'll tell you what, you'd have to. How many rookie captains we have this year? Um, Bob Dern Hearn. for West Coast. I think it was his first year. Uh, Hearn. Hearn. Yep. Sorry, yep. Dern. Uh, you've got obviously. Tex, yeah. uh, you've got Bob Murphy, who rookie yeah, captain, yeah, into yeah. captain of the All Australian squad. Yeah, not a bad effort. It's all right. I think you give him a pass for that one. I don't reckon so. Um, jeez. Oh, I'm glad that uh, that wasn't it's Wolfie time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Great, there's great captains and great speeches, and that wasn't one of them. But uh, I, we've said it before, Texas captain's been an inspired move. Um, worked on and off the field isn't it yeah, yeah. Hearn as captain um, it, it's hard to say in Victoria we don't get as much media about the WA teams as they do over in WA but I think he's been very solid we get a fair few yeah. listeners from WA as well we like, do, we do yeah. well from the states that don't have mainstream media for, um, don't AFL. have AFL, yeah. that aren't Victoria yeah. is what you're trying to say yeah. <laughs> yeah with VPNs it's pretty hard to tell where yeah. anyone's <laughs> from anyway we do Dodgy really bastards. well in Guam yeah and a few Nigerians who keep <laughs> wanting to give us money for some reason somewhere like Cupertino there's something big there like Apple or someone's headquarters <laughs> uh, there's Shannon Hearn jeez he's got a head like a beaten favourite poor bastard <laughs> um, which speaking of captains I'm glad that we it feels like we're moving back to the only one captain model. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with one captain. Um, you can have leaders on every line Leadership of the ground if you want to. and VCs and DVCs I'm and all that. absolutely fine with that. Um, and I think that's what uh, has helped Hawthorne so much is that they've got their leaders on every line. Yeah. Um, and inspirational leaders who everyone else looks up to and will listen to. But... For your captain, you need that bloke who just will not let anyone slack off and make the team look bad. Yeah, it's not always the best player. No, um, absolutely not. The chosen few too. You mean there was a first one? No, oh, fuck, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, it's got to be somebody that um, can direct the players as much as lead them off the field and all that kind of gear. Um, but when you've got two or three captains, it's just it's not the same. No, everyone doesn't really know what they're doing. Um Funny. Speaking of other people's houses, 
always had a problem, especially like grew up in the country, so it's a bit different living in the city. But I just don't get how people will mow half a lawn at the front of the house. Yes. yes. I, mean, I understand if your neighbour's been a cunt well, and you don't want to do anything to them, but just straight off the bat, mowing half a lawn is the most ridiculous fucking thing ever. But I found one reason why you shouldn't do it. I was at the missus' place uh, during the week. He's looking at house sitting for an old man's house, and he's only got lawn on the front sidewalk, yep. so the front pavement. So it's only his one little strip, and it's connected to the neighbor's lawn. So I'm like, I'm not going to be an asshole and just mow like half yeah, a lawn. Yeah, you're going to do it all. But I had, actually had your lawnmower, the Ryobi um, electric one. Yeah. Plug. So I've gone like, I've done the border, and I've run out of battery. <laughs> so, so I've looked at it, I've gone... Shit, what am I going to do? This is worse than not doing it at all. <laughs> Luckily, I had your whippersnipper. Yeah, you got to do that one. And the thing is, it'd been like maybe... You gave the lawn a landing strip. And it'd been like five months since I'd probably <laughs> mowed these lawns, so they were huge. So you can well and truly tell. And so, oh fuck, I can't leave it like this. So I whippersnippered the front of her lawn, and then I'm like, I'm not going on this ever for the neighbour, fuck that. <laughs> so what I've done is I've literally just mowed the neighbour a racing strip out the front of the fucking house. <laughs> and and the, the is, we haven't talked to them at all, not one single word. The fuck is this shit? But the thing is, this is in Noble Park as well. Yeah. And if you've been there, it's fucking Dodgeville. And the thing is, the cops there are not hesitant at all about invading your shit. So they're going to go past on the main road and see this person with like half a mode front fucking lawn. They're going to go, crackhead. All right. Or this dude's, like, this he's is a sign we haven't yeah. figured out yet. He's obviously hit the fucking pipe and he's gone, I'm not going to mow the lawns. And then he's decided to put a solar extension on his bungalow or some shit. <laughs> well, maybe maybe it's one of those signals. Like they say, you know, the shoes over the um, power line is a signal that there's a you can buy some shit there. I think it's a signal that somebody doesn't oh, like shoes. Here we are. Rob, Bob Murphy's a thousand mile long show. We've got another darkie coming in. Oh, here we go. We've Back got the, uh, the women's footy. And I'll tell you what, the highlights the, package is pretty bloody good. The, the, this is the first of the... Uh, and that, kick, and that, geez, geez, that kicking Christ. action is unbelievably good. It is. It's gymnastic-like. I mean, she's not the most unattractive chick ever, so you've no, got your poster girl. Yeah, but that's got nothing to do with how good that action is. Mm. Well, I mean, it's there, got a, there are AFL players it. that could learn. Oh, shit, yeah. I'd, I'd be happy if North drafted her. I'm just saying, like, if she was a designated... If you could have a designated <laughs> kicker, like, you, you know, you take the mark and you go... Like, like a punter. Like a punter. Like a punter. Port Adelaide would be putting it right next to Johnny Butcher all day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, yes. Or Hawthorne would recruit her and win a final with her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Richo. Remember that year, year, was it like 2009 or, or eight or something? Yeah. When he was getting so close and yep. he was hammered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the entire gallery was all for Richo. Everybody yeah. was all for Richo. Yeah. I remember when, the, was it the last round or something, he didn't get any votes? He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you see this, oh. <laughs> I think it was Cooney the one at that year. He had to go up and go, sorry. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want a Richo too. Yeah. <laughs> if it was that year, I can't remember if it was that year or not. Journo uh, there, who's got the dreads and everything, and always yep. in barefoot. No, I've yeah. never seen yeah, that. Yeah, no, seen, I, when no. they do the coaches' interviews, there's always one dude there with the dreads, bare feet, looks like he's just wandered in off the fucking street. Um, and it's been on camera a few times, and everyone's sort of gone, is he, is he supposed to be here? Hmm, so I'm just wondering whether he's actually... From a paper, or he just, <laughs> just wanted in. Someone like in. us has gone, fuck it, have a crack, see what happens. Yep. Well, I hope it is random. While we're talking about the uh, in the rooms, uh, I noticed, uh, you know, after the game when they sing the song, they got um, all the radio guys and everyone that trying to get it. Goal. I've always noticed that there was a 3AW, oh, I don't know if I've said this before, um, there's a 3AW guy who's putting the, the microphone in. Right. To, to get the sound, yep. and he's always oh, conducting with it. Yeah. I thought, geez, that's weird. Yeah, he's got to make it make it interesting for himself. Yep. Then I saw it again 
uh, another week, and he was doing it again. It was Doc Larkin. Yeah. Oh, was it? He's the one. He likes to just <laughs> fuck about. Can Eddie with another pocket? Well, I think they're doing goal of the year now. Oh, um, well, they just had Nat Fife's. Um, so, Richard equal third with Ablett behind Cooney and Black in that season. That uh, he was sort of the darker coming up. There you go. Cheers, got it. Gordon it. Gordon it. Gordon it. Eddie Best. Good on him. Here's the funny thing. If I was like uh, Gordon or something like that, of you. I'd just be feeding us bullshit stats. <laughs> we're we're going to put them out there just, anyway. All right, Gordon, do it. Just give us an absolute bullshit stat. Or we're going to... Well, give us three stats. One of them is complete true. bullshit. No, just one that's bullshit. And we'll, we'll treat it as true. That's bullshit giving Eddie Betts goal here for that. It's not even in his pocket. It's the opposite side. That's... I'm going to put an inquiry onto this. <laughs> We've had a protest. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, speaking of Richo, he was one of the selectors for Eddie that, for all Australia. The, yeah, I think so. Oh, sorry, just goal of the year. Is that the Manassa Phil Manassa medal? No sure. idea. No idea. Gordo, it is. Gordo Phil Manassa. <laughs> I know it's the Jeselenko medal for. Don't, don't screw us on this one, Gordo. So, yeah, Phil Manassa. Um, <laughs> that's the goal. What? That's the goal. Wait, that's whoa. the goal of the year. Escalation again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Richo, part of the selection committee for All-Australian. Yep. Couple of, got a couple of tigers in there. Couple of tigers in there. Yeah. <laughs> Brett Deledio. <laughs> well, hey, Rob the bloke. Hey, and he, he wrote was, his own name in there. He was integral for Richmond winning any match, apparently, for the whole season. Jackie Boy sent our forward. Jackie Boy sent our forward. Not bad. Just in there. I thought he was a bit lucky to get in the 40, to be honest. Hey, it, it's team of the year. You've got to be a team <laughs> yeah. player. So, Okay. For all the controversy, I mean, uh, of the All-Australians... Um, yeah. Picking only one ruckman because <laughs> yeah. because Goldstein yeah. does it by himself. Yep. Yeah, all right, boys. <laughs> yeah, yep. I like your theory. I can have a few beers <laughs> over this selection <laughs> committee. <laughs> I got half hammered. Oh, and the and the show's just showing that uh, famous war dance, and I think everything's been said about that that needs to. So, so yeah. let's bring it up. <laughs> so the all Australian team, um, one ruckman makes no sense to me at all. Yeah, and having no Nick Nat. Like, well, to me, for starters, I would have had Sanderlands in there before Nick Nat, but Sanderlands didn't even make the forty. No, I thought he didn't. He, make, he made the forty, didn't he? Nope, didn't make the forty. Mm, shit. Well, see, Nick Nat's hard to put in there because his value isn't as a strict ruckman. It's yeah, what he can do around at the least game. on the yeah. interchange. There was another game we went to, uh, yeah. uh, Fletcher's four hundredth and probably. final game. Yeah. See, that was a shame to me. I was glad that that Richmond, Man- yeah, Manasseh Medal. Told you yep. it was the Manassas medal. medal. I'm yep. fucking awesome. Unless that's the one bullshit <laughs> status for the night. In which case, fuck you. <laughs> well played. Well oh, played. Run him with that. Uh, oh. I've seen 20 already after Jeez, round nine. He, he only needs to poll on two, three more matches and he's, he's home host. Well, I think he's got at least six more votes in him. I think he's going to get carryover votes for next year. <laughs> <laughs> that many. <laughs> he should have got carryover suspension for next year too. I thought he was a bit lucky to get away with the trip well, on, on Friday night. Well, let's clearly holding the ball. <laughs> no, a different one. He got fined what three times uh, through the season, uh, or twice. two and a bit because there would have been the, an, the third one. They went, oh, you know what? Let's 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 do one guy. What? Sorry. So, yeah, Honestly, so, um, I am glad that they didn't rub uh, Fife out. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm all for. That's this thing why I don't even really like the Brownlow medal to be honest that's why I did this this year <laughs> thanks, thanks for listening guys it, it's fucking well it's because listen to, to the bullshit that surrounds it all and the thing is I don't think it should like be this. should be the fairest <laughs> yeah, more or less. I don't think it should be the fairest I think if you got those votes and you oh, still managed to that clock some the... dude and sit some time out and you still win yeah take the medal I never I, I remember it. that pigeon get... so who do you think um, one player that should have been in All Australian that wasn't uh, 
Josh Kennedy is the obvious one. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he was uh, second, I think, for average disposals on the year. Yeah. Um, with like 30.8 or something silly like that. Um, I think his disposal efficiency, which is my favorite stat, go. his disposal efficiency. Yeah. Um, he was a little bit down. Yeah. But, geez, it's hard to say there was... Ooh. Four or five others above him. And, Richmond and just locked out uh, the votes in their match against Frio. Yeah, well, they won it. Well, yeah, yeah but a lockout's pretty big. Uh, yeah, so I, it's Josh Kennedy, or I thought Sandlands. I, I thought he should have been the second <laughs> rugby. Rename it the Barry Hall Medal. I'm all for that. Is, is that the? Um, I think a lot of people um, unofficially call it the David Reese Jones Medal for highest ineligible player. Uh, so, okay. uh, which was won by uh, Fife last year, obviously. Yep. Law. I thought... Uh, Are they going to be able to hold on to Trelaw for the next year? Was it here? No, nah, he's, he's already nominated. He's gone. He's, yeah. he's gone. Yeah. Uh, apparently he's gone to Collins. <laughs> he's sure. Um, how's, uh, how good has he been for GWS? Picked up their best and fairest this year. Yeah, got in an All-Australian too, didn't he? He did, in the back, back pocket, and yep. deserved it. Yep, absolutely. Prittis putting in Jeez. another vote. North wins the match, and yet only Higgins gets votes. Do you reckon Brendan Favola's banned from Crown? Yes. Oh, he's banned from the Brownlow. I guarantee that. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember dealing to Fev once in um, in Mahogany Room, and he, I was on Baccarat because if anyone has ever been to casinos, Baccarat is what all the people with money play. The big That's the big money. And anyway, Fev was, used to love thinking of himself as a bit of a, a genius gambler. He'd come in, he'd come in he and, did, and the thing is, I'd just come back to I go. He, he did admittedly have a gambling problem, and he's since... Yeah. yeah. But table games, not really his, his thing. And uh, anyway, I'm walking in from a break, and I can see the Baccarat table that I'm going to, and whenever you see a big white guy at your table, you usually know they've got no fucking idea what they're doing. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. So anyway, I see this dude bending over the table. We're not even sitting down. This huge ass crack. I was see a white dude. I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. Get around to tap the other dealer off and look up. It's Fev. I'm like, oh, fuck me. He's like, yeah, how's it going, mate? I'm like, yeah, good. He's like, what's this game? I'm like, buck right. He's like, how's this work? I'm like, well, what you do is you go, like, you one card here. I'm like, there's a tableau. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 fair enough. I'm like, that didn't even explain it. Uh, right. <laughs> He's like, yeah, poker's my game. Said, oh, apparently not calling the papers, mate. <laughs> you lose it left, right, and center. Just looking for somebody to He's talk like, to. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's a game of skill, you know, where you got to be smart to do it. <laughs> <laughs> stick to Baccarat, champ. You may as well learn this game. I reckon, so, I reckon Fev gets a bad rap. I'd be more than happy to have a beer with him. Yeah, yeah, me too. I actually, probably want to stop at about four or five, but uh, yeah. Yeah, honestly, one of the best ones that came was actually Warney. He was a fucking champion. And because he plays a, a lot of poker, he knows what's yeah, going on. Yeah, but even like, because I don't do poker, but he came into the hockey room and this is when the IPL, the first season of IPL, yep. had just wrapped up and he was just cashed up, had fucking heaps of... I, I think he was ever struggling. Up. Hang on, wasn't um, Melbourne's best and fairest a split? No. Oh, Bernie by one vote over Viney. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I talking about? That wasn't Gordon, was it? Uh, you were talking about Baccarat. They'd not have been Gordon. Nah. Shane no. Shane Warne. See, Gordon would have fucking yeah. known. Yeah, Warney. anyway. That was after IPL. He came back out, cashed up. And the thing is, even if he's losing, he doesn't care. Like, yeah. he'll, he's really, really nice, really, really polite to Respectful. the dealers. Yep. And that's very rare in Mahogany Room. But anyway, my favourite part was that he always bets on 23 and his neighbours. And, like, he'll <laughs> match 23, just slam it. And the thing is, whenever if you're, on, if you're on a table and you're a nice person, you just get spanked. You lose all the time, man. Nice guys don't win. Yep. Anyway, my favourite part is Warney. He's coming up. He's got his chip. He's looked at the, eye, eye the, the layout, flicked it out the back of the hand. <laughs> he's getting he the flipper. Yeah, it's, it's bounced because he can do it. If you spin the chip at the back of the hand, yep. it'll hit and then it'll flip and land on the spot. Yep. Whereas if you throw it, it'll bounce and skid. Yep. So it's a skill to try and flick it out the back of your hand and wherever it will hit, it'll bounce and flip over and land on the spot. And the first thing I've gone, 
bowling shame. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going, I've always wanted to say that. Just like, right, Did he give you a little drop the mic? Nah, he looked at me and goes, well, you better spin up that fucking number now, mate. <laughs> but I gave him a hide and Eddie. The whole time, man, didn't have a bad word to say. I was just like, come on, Brandon, well, you know, what are you doing, mate? He knows what's up. Exactly, but there's very few and far between because usually people with the most money are the biggest cunt to the table. Yeah. But one who's actually really well, nice. I think because they go to the casino to earn money. Yeah. yeah. Um, which... <laughs> There's a reason why casinos make billions of dollars, yeah. and it's not because they give cash out. But Warnie doesn't gamble much either. He, like he'll be in there a little bit, showing his face, doing promotion stuff for Crown. But and he didn't actually sp- spend much time on the tables I at think all. He plays a bit for Triple Eight Poker as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, mainly down the poker and, room. But and he's got his um, nightclub there. Yeah, Club Twenty Three. Yeah, is, is that still going? Is it? Do you know? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They actually got tables in there. So what I hear, they're smashing it. Yeah, they get staffed by um, the tables get staffed by mahogany room. There's a lift that goes directly from there to mahogany room. Yeah, and um. The, the bar chicks are all separate. They're a separate um, thing. But um, Do a bit of business now. Um, seeing as the AFL off-season's coming up, we're going to do um, season reviews during the off-season but, uh, and also other uh, non-football-related just us asking about podcasts. And yeah. One of them is going to be stories from the mahogany room. Yeah. So we've already teed that up, so that'll be something to look forward to in yeah. the off-season. Sorry to take it off, but yeah. Nah. We'll try and make sure they're not libelous. Or we'll just make sure no, they will make be. them awesome. Well, they will be scandalous, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> i got all the inside gloss. So, I, honestly, I could write books. I could write books. Uh, I think there's been a few. Uh, remember, there was that movie with... Um, Croupier? The Croupier. What, what's yeah. his name? Da- oh, it's not Daniel Craig. Who are you talking about? Just uh, like that. I can see him. Daniel Day-Lewis. No, 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 no. He was in he was, Sin he was City. The, yes. He was the British guy who was yeah. going to be James Bond. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, what is that dude's name? Oh, God. Gordon... Gordon, <laughs> the dude in the croupier who was meant to be James Bond. I've got IMDb on my phone. Let's see if I can beat Gordon. They're just showing uh, with the thirty second delay. delay. <laughs> they're, they're showing the um, people who finished up. God, I can even I can see him. Brent Staker was not, one of the unluckiest unluckiest blokes to play top level football. I reckon just with injuries and you know um, he's known for well he, and. The things that people remember him for... Clive uh, Allen, Gordon. You fucked up. <laughs> the things <laughs> what, people remember Clive Allen for will be getting belted and having a fairly ordinary grand final. I thought... Uh, we spoke about it before, but I thought it was uh, a smart touch and a funny touch for him to actually thank Barry Hall in his uh, <laughs> yeah. yep. uh, farewell speech. You talk about unlucky. He got uh, pulled his hamstring in the in the warm-up for his last game. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And the thing is, even even for that Barry Hall incident, I think it was weak as piss that not one of his teammates came out and clocked yes, Barry Hall. Uh, absolutely. Um, Bo Waters was the only one that went up and did something. He but ran in and then, after the fact, fell yeah. on his ass. Pretty much ran in and go, oh, he got me too. That was Ashley Hansen. If he was playing for Westbroken Hill, we can guarantee there would have been 20 other people coming in and laying him out. And some of them would have been That probably would have been the end of the game. Yeah. yeah. Right now on the TV, they're going through the retired players from this year. The ones that we know of, there's probably still a few more to come yet. Well, the big one's obviously Fletcher. Uh, I would have said Judd or Goods, but uh, Fletcher's got the most games. games. Um, Goods, he's not that far off him. But I, I'm going to say this has been... I don't know if there's ever... Yeah, the, the class of 2015 retirees is probably the best Jeez. retiree class yeah. ever. I think Podsley's <laughs> quietly wrapped it up as well. Yeah, I mean, Pods, it wasn't yeah, already during the week. Didn't play yeah. a game this year, though, unfortunately. Yeah, no, if it wasn't already forced. Honestly, um, Podsley Adley, his contribution is what started people looking at VFL players. And I think uh, you look at probably seven or eight years ago, if uh, you're recruiting a young player, they were recruiting athletes and turning them into football players. Yeah. And then Podsy Adley comes along, the guy who did it the hard way, um, gets recruited at, what, 30? Uh, I think he was was a little bit younger than that. Late 20s. Mature age, yeah. um, Ten years later than what you'd expect. 
And all of a sudden, people are going, you know what? Finding people that can play footy might be worth the crack. Yeah, or giving them that couple of extra years to develop, like yeah. in the, the Which, lower leagues. He's essentially, I mean, he was on Collingwood's list yeah. um, mm. when they. Uh, they uh, missed out on. I think they're going to do the Justin Madden medal, which is for services off the field. And if they do that, I think Goods is pretty much. Uh, he's got this one sorted. Yeah. Uh, Give it a Joffa. <laughs> it's, I think it is for we'll retiring players only. Yeah. But anyway. Um, um, so, where were we going with that? I totally lost my train of thought then. Um, so I thought. You're uh, talking about retirees and how this batch of retirees yeah. is, you know. Podsy, yeah, pretty decent. Yeah, Podsy, Podsy that's right. He's essentially because he was on Collingwood's list, yeah. but he is the water boy. Yeah. He was the yes. fitness coach down at was Geelong. He? Yeah, yeah. Playing in their booth, really and then yeah. they they brought him in. And uh, I honestly won a flag. Still haven't seen any of the misses getting into the pints just yet, but uh, no. Yeah, you got to keep it classy, lads. It's gonna be some bitches going home single. Tell you that much. <laughs> 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 and there'll be some some going homes to homes they've never been to before. Um, there was uh, a bit of a mistake on the red carpet. Is that what you're going to say? No, no. I was going to just have a quick mention about. I love how Lingy will call out people on their bullshit in the commentary and just go, "Well, actually, I don't agree with that at all." Because uh, like Jerry Waite, he completely just dived into him and um, shouldn't be freaking. A few times he's done it, but there are two kinds of people that he will absolutely stick up for, no matter what. Yeah. Geelong uh, Cats players yep. and former Geelong Falcons players. Yep. <laughs> and Hodgie's one of them. Because uh, remember that game where, uh, I, I don't know if it was the time where he whacked Wingard or he whacked um, Swallow. Yeah. Jeez, let's narrow it down. Ling's uh, um, absolutely potted him and sold him down the river. And then uh, two minutes later, he's changed his mind. He got, oh no, he's a bit unlucky there. And I thought, ah. I wonder if somebody's got in his ear or something. But anyway, yes. Ballantyne copping one in the there's face. There's Falcons and then there's just yeah. fuck you. <laughs> Well, let's be honest. Kicking Ballantyne in the face isn't something that's going to weigh heavily on most players' conscience. <laughs> I mean, he's probably going to get up looking better. How? So. <laughs> I I like the way he goes about it, though. Like he's a yeah, an annoying little shithead, but oh. he makes no apologies about it. Yeah. Okay, there is nobody in Fremantle or a Fremantle supporter that doesn't love him. Yeah, exactly. And he's that type of player where everybody else hates him but if he's one of yours you absolutely love yeah. him and the thing is he's got his own little minions down there now he's teaching like Subin and um, <laughs> who was the other young player that was giving it to one of the Hawks or one of the but he, he does sell the sort of player where um, someone like that I can't remember but yeah he's got a little legion there he's teaching how to do it and they're important players so he's the sort of player where you cross the white line and you fucking hate him but after the match you could have a beer with him Yeah, and he would have some pretty fucking funny stories I reckon yeah I'm happy at night time because I think he's scared of the sun <laughs> uh, little Eddie Munster yeah see it looks like yeah uh, that's uh, yeah fantastic this has there been more a more pointless invention than the selfie stick uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there has yeah I can't think uh, of it Corey Enright playing 300 uh, that was the game that um, Melbourne got up over the line uh, right it, more useless inventions than the selfie stick Reddit get on to it <laughs> Do they actually release the um, vote tallies for yeah, yeah. Rising Star, or they say who won? No, no, they they release the vote tallies, but it's yeah. um, they have five people give five, four, three, two, one. Okay, yeah. that's it. I think uh, Jesse Hogan got like three votes off the maximum, something yep. like that. Right, and the Crips come up second. Yeah, yeah, cool. And that's the way it was going to be. Yeah. Right. So, um, what else happened on the weekend in the uh, AFL? There was something else I was supposed to talk about. Anyway, I forgot. So we're going to <laughs> predictions for the, the grand final. Well, so obviously you're going Hawthorne. Well, well look, look if honestly... I was, if I, I was I impartial just, and not a Hawthorne... Obviously I am picking Hawthorne. Yeah. But if 
I was impartial. I believe that form is the biggest thing. A recent form is what you pick on. Yeah. The fact that Eagles put them to the sword three weeks ago yep. means that I would be picking them. But I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I just can't rate Hawthorne. I, I don't think they're premiership material. <laughs> um, Flat track bullies. Well, yeah, and also it's a, too a, old. a matter of... Um, resting and they've played too many finals in the last few seasons so I think I'll be tired <laughs> you reckon those long Octobers yeah <laughs> taken yeah, out yeah. of them <laughs> uh, you know they haven't had a decent pre-season I think that'll start telling in probably the last 15 minutes of the, of the grand final <laughs> problem with the Tigers is the summer takes out of them <laughs> <laughs> they're not ready for the fucking the winter it's <laughs> time, time to step up but no, look, it'll be a, a fantastic grand final I reckon uh, especially because the weather looks to be fantastic too perfect yeah. weather that's all you want um, all it's going to be interesting because Hawthorne, they're playing for a grand final. They wouldn't have shown everything in the uh, semi when yep. they lost. So I think they were playing to win that game too, though. Yeah, but they weren't playing to win at all costs. Uh, they, Whereas with and, this one, if a player gets suspended, oh, well, fuck it. Um, I think you'll see a pretty intense game on both sides. Being a grand final, it always is. Uh, if, if you get a five-match suspension, but you get a premiership medallion... That's a fair trade. I don't and know I think what, both I teams treat it the same way. I don't know why you think of Hawthorne in, in, in that regard. <laughs> well, let's just say Hodge might only play 10 games next season. <laughs> um, yeah, what, what have you got? So I think like the, the hardest thing or the scariest thing was how badly West Coast kicked without pressure in, last the, in the last week. Yeah. yeah, And especially flowing goals where you're on the run, you've got that momentum behind them. Usually they're your bread and butter. It's when you've got time to to think about what you're doing for a yeah. set shot or something like that where you start spraying and the scary thing on twofold is that if West Coast are that bad without that much pressure then when they're under pressure which Hawks will definitely do with that back line then they're in trouble or if they turn on kick straight then how do you stop all those avenues to goal well the only thing I can say about that is Hawthorne kicked worse than uh, in the first week of the finals than West Coast did last week and they turn it around the very next week yep. um, you don't get to a grand final by accident Right, um, Gordo's got the Hawks at the G to go over the line. I'm guessing he reckons um, sort of the home ground advantage, and I mean Hawks with the grand final. They've experience. got a good track record and the, the G. Thing is, if there's one vulnerability about this Hawthorne team, it's the ruck. They McAvoy Hale are not they're class ruckmen. They're, yeah. they're workhorse. They, they look, do their part around the things. ground, not in the centre. Yeah, yeah. They're and Hale is good enough. He's Showing his age, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's got above ten possessions in the finals yet. Yeah, um, and he's been subbed out uh, nearly every game. Yeah, if you're um, a West Coast mid, you look after Nick Nat because if if I'm Hawthorne, I'm going straight for him. I'm trying to get him intimidated from the first bounce. You have to catch the fucker first. Though. <laughs> this is very true. Um, That's the thing. And, I think Nick Nat can look after himself. Things, for all things, he's a solid motherfucker. Yeah, um, big boy. We saw uh, Scotty Thompson had a bit of a role with him, and Nick Nat was having none of it. He, uh, he threw got, him round, dragged him. Tell you what, Scotty Thompson tried his absolute best all he game. He did. Um, <laughs> he made use of what he's got, which is two hands and fistful of jumper. <laughs> that's all he had. He's, yeah. he's a backman, and that's what he's paid to do. But um, yep. he's also fearless. He's done the same to Barry Hall. He's he tried to, you know, be a hard backman, which is he, he plays well for his size. Yeah. Um, but I think Nick Nat, his his gentle persona sort of tricks some people into thinking that he's you know a nice gentle guy who won't uh, take the yeah. body. But 
Oh, shit, no. He was uh, having none of that. He was fired up and he was willing to get down and dirty if he had to. And it's amazing how much he can ride the bumps and like just go with yeah. it and keep on oh, going. Because like, he keeps Great his feet balance. so well. That's, that's a skill that is massively underrated in our yeah. game, the ability to keep your feet. Yeah. That's when uh, Franklin got reported against the Tigers and the Tigers yeah. did him in the wet. Yeah, Steve, um, I understand the safety in that, but I'm a bit old school where I don't mind the shirt front. <laughs> Just going to see one every now and then. Shirt front to the head. Yeah, it's, it, it is one. Uh, okay. Oh, that's right. Uh, the Sammy I Mitchell can't believe that was gesturing for the injection. Sammy Mitchell against uh, Essendon, given the... Yeah. I can't believe that was even an issue. Yeah, exactly. Well, how is that an issue? Yeah. Oh, it's Ooh. the same sort of uh, complaint with uh, Kyrgios saying... You know, my mate uh, shagged your missus. My mate's fucked your missus. <laughs> um, the, worst thing, the worst thing about those sledges is that they're true. Yeah. <laughs> kind of the best thing too. And as you know, the, you can get sledge, oh, I did your mum, I did this, whatever. If they've actually fucked your mum, that's a terrible sledge and you <laughs> yeah. feel like shit. Yeah. Or dad's drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Kennedy not getting the votes. Only seven. So I guess you've got to go all in on Hanabry if you're a Swan supporter. I thought Josh Kennedy. Yeah. Revolt's open his account. Uh, he'll storm it in from here. JPK justifies not getting the brown in the uh, Australia. Yep. Yeah, good choice. Jack's <laughs> open his account with three. <laughs> so fully justifying, like we said, um, JP Kennedy not getting the All Australian. Then it is funny to match up the Brownlow votes to um, All Australian teams and see how they go. Well, because Prittis yeah. won last year and obviously didn't make it. Well, you can't have a, an All Australian team with only midfielders in it which is kind of where the Brownlow so They've tried. Towards. They've really tried some years. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been interesting how many forward pockets, forward flankers have actually been midfielders. Um, but I guess in the modern game, that happens too. You swap out in those positions. But um, I'd like to see him like, formalise it a little bit more. Um, that was the one good thing about the All-Australian this year is they picked six forwards and six backmen, yeah. uh, as opposed to three westing, resting um uh, what do you call it? Uh, midfielders. Um, but I'd like to see him go one step further and say on the bench we're going to have two midfielders, a backman, and a forward. Because that's... Well, they were doing that a justified. little bit when they had the international series. They were trying to have the All-Australian team as the Australian representative, well, which makes sense. They've changed the rules in order to be... Uh, last year, in order to be picked for the international rules game, you have to be... Uh, uh, I've, got a, I've got one, Danny. You have to have had an All-Australian Guernsey at some stage in your career which is why mm. I think Prittis wasn't eligible um, for the international rules last year because he didn't have an Australian um, jersey yet. But he does now. And Dustin Fletcher was getting them uh, just because he was a fantastic goalkeeper. Yeah, he got picked nearly every year as a goalkeeper. Yeah. Well, he bloody inspector gadget arms. I think uh, Glenn Manton was the other one who was a specialist goalkeeper who got picked. And I think he, yeah. he was gonna, it was before the years of the A-League. He was going to try, uh, try his luck at one stage. Actually, I wonder who has the most international rules appearances. That's Gordon, not, not something you'll find on AFL table, so <laughs> that might be something you have to get back to in a day or two. They probably Although, do have their own uh, uh, their own um, section. Uh, section on AFL tables. It's the fucking best website going around. Yeah, I'm not sure. Dennis Arnfield gets. Uh, I've no idea who runs AFL table. tables, but they do a fantastic job. Um, uh, read an interview or something with him. Uh, it's just some bloke. Is he a gambling man? Because it seems like no. a legit reason to. It's just, it just like stats, you know. Um, Arnfield is he been? I've got a few. No, he hasn't been signed. Delisted, yes. No, hasn't been delisted, but hasn't been recontracted. And I will tell you what, I would love to get him. 
see, as a I, as a teammate, I know there's a, a few Carlton supporters who don't like him. Reckon he wastes the ball a little bit, but I pick him up every time I watch him play. I reckon he plays all right. I, he does waste the ball, but I think a lot of that is the um, mids and the halfbacks aren't making space. Uh, it, it's it's easy to waste the ball when you've got no opportunities. I, reckon, I like players that if they make mistakes, at least they make attacking mistakes or mm. when they're trying to take the game on. Yeah, the players that seem to have 12 options and pick the 13th that isn't there, yeah. they're the frustrating ones. But the, the players who have no options and try and create something... Yeah, fair like, enough. Um, you wear that. Well, uh, at Hawthorne, Will Langford's the um, uh, one that gets it all the time. He gets tackled so often, but it is because yeah. he's going in and diving in and trying to get the ball. I rate Langford. Um, I think he is a, a brilliant prospect for the next probably eight, yeah, nine years. He fell back a bit this year, unfortunately. Yeah, but, but I think um, that's because other players take him seriously. Yeah, it could be a little bit of that too. But um, yeah, opportunities are going to get uh, bigger and bigger at Hawthorne because you know, they're, they're a fucking old side. Well, yeah, I mean... <clears throat> For, um, there you go. What are you talking about? Fletcher with 12, Harvey with 10, Terry Danaher with 9. Fletcher Dang. with 12. There we go. Yep. Is that um, Gordon? Yep. Is that Gordon? Yep. Our, Gordon, no. Good our job, unofficial Gordon. research department. Unofficial. I'm making him official. Official. Yeah. Um, we'll send you a Guernsey once we make one up. Uh, okay. Brent Harvey, that is. Sorry. It's very hard to make a joke when they go through the Phil Walsh round. Um, it, it was, and we had some. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, they're showing it now. It was a, a great thing from all the teams that played. Absolutely. Um, yeah. No songs. Um, and it will be... Uh, it'll be interesting to see if there's any, um, I guess, difference between the votes with certain players close to around the mark, like Dangerfield... Um, Oh, you're talking about missing the game? With Adelaide and Geelong, Geelong and Adelaide not playing. One game. Yeah. They did speak about... I think it's going to be fine. They did speak about perhaps having a double vote game when they replayed each other. Uh, it doesn't make it any more legit. Yeah. When, when you say they, you mean Wayne a couple Kerry of Adelaide supporters. <laughs> couple of idiots in the media. Yeah. Yeah. It was never going to happen. Um, no. It was like Bernie Eccleston's idea for double points at Abu Dhabi for the final of F1 season. <laughs> yeah, like, what a dumb. fucking retarded idea. Uh, well, it's not his worst. Yeah, he did true. say the idea of putting on Tricklon sprinklers. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Um, I know that Adelaide, uh, I think they renamed their best club man award, the Phil Walsh Award. So it's obviously something that's going to stay with the club um, you know, for, for years and years to come now. Yeah, I, honestly, I would um, I would think renaming the showdown trophy or the medal or, or the actual trophy itself the actual trophy itself the field watch because we involved with both teams so those playing drinking games at home Collingwood, Hawthorne uh, the losing team got the three votes there's one for you That's something we're going to say a while ago there was a mistake on the red carpet um, earlier with uh, <laughs> they invited know. Jeffrey Edelson again no I, I didn't see him pop up so, so no, he's, he does um, he's running the uh, Celebrity Apprentice it's one of the things that I miss about working at Crown is taking Jeffrey Edelson's money <laughs> it's one of my favourite things to do he's a really yeah who would have thought and the thing is um, yeah, he's, he's always coming with, with, with hookers and sometimes coming with two hookers sorry relaxation therapist Efri Jettelstein yeah well I mean they're probably going to get a massage or something because what the fuck's he going to do with them really but anyway occasionally they come oh, and play blackjack but obviously 29 he's one obviously their customer service in that industry you know what I mean so they're friendly and they're yeah. outgoing and, and like they love having a chat to everyone you know yeah. 
And so I used to love when he came to the table because I'd chat to his hookers. Yeah. Like, those are really nice people. Well, yeah. I guess they just see every bloke as a potential client. Yeah, but the thing the is, he'd try and dress, dress younger, so he'd dye his hair jet black. <laughs> and for some reason, he just hated sideburns, so he just cut them straight across. <laughs> and when you've got jet black hair and I you're ancient... You those sideburns. Yeah, and he'd have like this watch that had like a... It was like those rims that spin around. Yes. Like, yeah, one of those and like a big chain. Like, <laughs> try to act like he's... <laughs> like he's a rapper. Ten, yeah. But I remember there's one chick that he had, and uh, she was playing blackjack, he was playing box one. And like she's like, hey Brenton, how you doing? She had like American accent, but it wasn't Brit. Okay. Um. Anyway, and she's like, she's because in um, Vegas you don't have like a literal box. You've got like that's your betting area. Okay. And right. so she's like, oh, it's my box, is it? It's a box. That's what it's called. And like, yeah. She's okay. Well, I'm calling mine the pleasure box. <laughs> I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> anyway, so someone's going off. Oh, she was winning. Oh, can I bet behind you? You can put it in the back of my box. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god. Anyway, she's ordered a banana smoothie or a banana smoothie, and she's like. My God, Brandon, this is more like a thick shake. I'm sucking and sucking and nothing's coming out. And believe me, Brandon, that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm losing it. And Jeffrey's gone, shut the fuck up and deal the cards, Brandon. Oh, all right, really, all right. So I sat there and started talking to his, to his, to his hooker. <laughs> New dealer. <laughs> I was going, all right, all right. Shit. You'd, uh, a grand final loss and a prelim loss. You'd never see that happen at Richmond. He would have been sacked by now. Well, we've got to make him. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, just the way you lose like that, and especially, like, I think they like, said on the broadcast where that mistake happened and no one got around him and, and said it's all right. Actually, but that was no, a very valid actually, point. I'll go against that because I saw a lot of players get around him. I think the commentators missed it. Oh, okay. A lot of them did go okay. up and, and just, you know, rub his hair, mate. What yeah. But look, I think a lot of players at that time knew we're fucked. Yeah. Like, that's it. And that's where the on-field leaders need to sort of bust heads and say, nah, fuck you. We're not giving up. Oh, poor old bastard. I, I can't really talk. Um, <laughs> you know, even when he was coaching St. Kilda, you know, a ball bounces the other way. They're, they're premiers. You know, yep. A fucking little toe poke from Matty Scarlett. They're yeah, premiers. If yep. somebody mans up on, on Paul Chapman, they're yep. premiers. Um, yeah, it's just uh, amazing. Oh, Isaac Heaney and... Uh, Giving his sister a kiss. <laughs> Beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know if his sister, but geez, there were some um, embarrassing... Uh, yeah, uh, photos when they showcase that on um, before the game or wherever, or whatever it <laughs> in was. his locker. Uh, bounce the uh, Jason Dunstall show on Fox. Oh yeah, 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 that awkwardness went on for about fifteen minutes. Really? That's <laughs> what happens when you're trying to kiss your sister. It's all right. as fuck. Try to get to this about four or five times. I finally just remembered um, on the red carpet it was some Re- Rebecca uh, Judd's Hawks Guernsey. <laughs> oh, showing Juddy's man cave. Um, Jeez, it's intense. <laughs> uh, there were interviewing uh, the female reporter was interviewing uh, Juddy and uh, Mrs. Juddy yep. uh, and they said you know Rebecca Twigley is the last brown line you want to go out with a bang you know with a dress because basically she built a career on wearing a dress to a brown yeah, line yeah. when Judd won in 04 or whatever it was um, the thing is Chris Judd's a brown line medalist so he gets an automatic invite every year <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's coming back yeah. <laughs> she'll be here yeah. she has nothing else to do well, she oh, does she, have the weather or something. She does the weather. Yeah. Weather, yeah. yeah and she's got she, fuck all in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see that? Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> Jesus. I, that bloke uh, who did the commentary for that has got a whole series, and he's actually really good. Yeah. Um, he commentated one... Um, it was like <laughs> Turkish uh, X Factor or some bullshit. Yeah. And it's fucking hilarious. I think the funny thing is, yeah, Australians least. are finding their, their, their nation being smart asses on the internet. <laughs> And he's got the accent too. He's like, "Oh fuck me! Look at that!" Oh, yeah. just losing the plot. But um, 
For but, those that, I'm sorry, sorry, Josh talking about the Gordo's got onto it again. He said the person who's done those podcasts, uh, the Aussie who did the the Mexican um, weather weather girl. chick, Aussie man reviews. Look it up. Right. Okay, I was in Sydney on the weekend um, for a mate's wedding, which is why I couldn't watch the Hawthorne prelim live. But I thought, yep. no worries, no, Hawthorne's won now. I can obviously watch um, West Coast and uh, North, North to find out who they're playing against. Yep. So no worries, settle into the hotel room. I'm gonna, it's, it's live. It's, it's the finals. Yeah. yeah. Every game live. Um, not on Channel 7. I thought, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm in the uh, hotel. That's all right. I, I, it must be on the digital channel, 7-2. Not on 7-2. It's on 7, mate. And the hotel didn't have it. Oh, so, fucking Sydney, pull your fingers out. Yeah. 7. It goes on the, the main channel. Yeah. All the finals, all the time. So, the new rights have been signed. That better be one of them. I mean, that'll explain why we actually get lots of... Viewers. Oh, there's Selwood's chicken wing. Or listeners yeah, from Sydney. Because they get fuck all on... Sort of free to air. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you got to listen to fucking Fatty Vaughton. Yeah. Jeez, that, that'll drive you mad after a while. Yeah. Did you see him interview when they had Ronda Rousey on no. the yeah. show? It was bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm almost embarrassed to watch uh, Australian mainstream media interview any mixed martial artist. Well, Richard, what about Soul of the Hulk Pulele? Yeah, got fucking, oh, yeah. He was yeah. going to do a promotional like In charity hospital? fundraiser for a hospital over Western Australia. Mm. Said, nah, cage fighter. Fuck off. Yeah, I WS think that was a problem with yeah, that yeah. particular hospital. But they said because it's illegal what he's doing. Like, no, it's not. Mixed martial arts is completely legal. It's just it's the, cage. the cage. That's yeah. it. Is that the case in WA as well? It's just the cage that's yeah. illegal? Yeah. I, yeah. I yeah. know for a fact it is because Gus... Um, uh, what's Hiddick. his name? Gustavo Falconi. Oh, yeah. Uh, Falconi. Uh, uh, Falconi, yeah. Sorry. I'm, he's, his name's Gustavo. Yeah. Gus. Um, he won a fight in Perth over the weekend. Ah, okay. Yep. So, yep. yeah. Yep. Um, Matty Lloyd's brother. Jeez, uh, oh, his name's just escaped me. Um, I don't know. Uh, he was, James. Yeah, don't try and guess. Um, <laughs> his name's Matty Lloyd's brother. Matty Lloyd's brother, yeah. <laughs> um, he's uh, heading back to Melbourne as well. But he's one of the nine assistant coaches that are doing that level five coaching course or whatever. Oh, yeah. The one that Alison well, Clarkson, Clarkson set up, yeah. pretty much um, suggested or set up. It was pretty much after Voss got shafted at a prison. <laughs> yeah. Might as well call it the Voss, the Voss reward. Does, yeah. does Adam Simpson dye his eyebrows, you reckon? Would you dye your eyebrows red? Simon Lloyd to Geelong. Simon Lloyd, thank you very much, Gordon. Yep. I told you. Matty Lloyd's brother, who's very highly regarded. Yep. Um, Um, Matty Lloyd's the the velvet hammer. Sledgehammer. Velvet sledgehammer. Do you reckon, would you call Simon Lloyd the canvas sledgehammer or the velvet jackhammer? Or we could give him a nickname right now. Call him... Matty Lloyd's brother. Yeah, I think, I think I'll stick with <laughs> MLB. Uh, MLB, yeah, Matty Lloyd's brother. Call him Lloyd's bro. Call him Mark War. Yeah. And I think speaking of that, man, yeah, Hawks dominance, um, they're looking pretty good with father-son rules going into the future. <laughs> I tell you what, there's going to be some putting Fucking in the Fucking hell. They're, like, they're just like pumping out little boys. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, Sammy Mitchell's only got one. Um, satin jackhammer. There we are. The satin, the satin jackhammer. Jackhammer's I, I a little like bit too that. hard. Maybe the satin impact wrench. <laughs> the, the satin compactor. <laughs> I think that name's already taken, but uh, I'm not sure where. Yeah. But, uh, no, I think uh, any suggestion that Ross Lyon isn't um, a good enough coach to be staying at Fremantle is a little bit silly. Yeah, and the thing is, it's hard to tell with um, local pressure because media in two horse towns can be fucking brutal. As yeah. living in Adelaide, I, I can tell. Um when we lived in Broken Hill, it was essentially a one-horse town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All we exactly, got before we got Adelaide. And yeah, uh, the worst thing is you just skint for news. And so any little sort of dust-up or any sort of speculation news. becomes um, sort of main news. 
It's almost like um, mixed martial arts where people listen to Joe Rogan's podcast and just make stories out of little bits of conversations he's had with people. He has a three-hour podcast that take 20 seconds and there's a story. There's a whole story out of it, yeah. (laughs) They'll get three articles out of it, 20 seconds worth of conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, dude, really? That's not journalism. That's just making shit up to to fill up sort of space, more or less. Exactly. Uh, Get some. Ooh. So I'm just checking on Reddit. Yep. And... This has got to be a, a, a mistake. Uh, okay. Oh, the AFL shop. Yeah. Uh, have a look at this. Has already put up a merchandise, the 2005 Sam Mitchell Brownlow medalist Guernsey. Really? But I, I, I think that they might have had five or six of them already uh, okay. like, made yep. up, ready to go. Yeah. Um, because I'm pretty sure that they don't know the result. Yeah, certainly not. You know the merchandise department. Yeah, so they would well, maybe, maybe they're backed five. So they're just trying to just trying to just trying to get the spread up. out a bit. Yeah, yeah. buff up a bit. Jesse Hogan with votes. You're not happy with Jesse, are you? Round sixteen, they're polling right now. Yeah, in case anyone cares. <laughs> Funny thing is, Jesse Hogan seems like the type of bloke that would definitely like come on some bullshit <laughs> like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's like the. Um, Remember, this is going to wind back, so 90s kids sort of thing. The Street Fighter movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, Jean, Kylie Minogue, Jean-Claude Jean-Claude Van Damme. And Raul Julia. I'm pretty sure that was his name. Raul Julia? It was. Played uh, M. Bison. And whoever was playing Chun-Li, I think it was, um, come up and was like, you killed my family, I'm going to fucking revenge. And he's like, very famous. did I? I? I don't recall. On the day that M. Bison stormed into your town yeah. was the worst day of your life. For me... It was Tuesday. Exactly. I think that's uh, the Jesse Hogan effect. He's M. Bison. I'm like, you snubbed me at Mitchell, Mitchum Coles. And he's like, to you, that was a thing. To me, it was Wednesday night. It was another wanker I don't have to deal with. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm like, I was right near the matchbox cars. He's like, I was just trying to get some condoms for the women I'm trying to shag. Luke Darcy. Speaking of overrated. Jesus Christ, we could do with less talking from Luke Darcy. Honestly, I like Luke Darcy as a bloke, but as a commentator, I do not rate him. See, I like most of the people as blokes. It's just the whole seven production, I think, is just bullshit. I think it's rubbish. Like, I'm not listening here and David King and fucking what's name bands running about bullshit. I like David King. Um, I don't like him in the war. I think it's just rubbish. uh, His analysis, I find, is quite good. uh, Standing next to Darcy is Taylor Harris, who played for the Bulldogs. It just came up on the screen. Um, You were talking before about Daisy Pierce with some height. Jesus Christ. That that kick where she's able to pretty much do the splits mid-air. That is one of the best kicking actions you're going to see, male or female. Oh, absolutely. um, She has just an absolute perfect action in terms of uh, her physical abilities as well as her coordination and that's a poster that should be up on any My wall for next wall she's got a bit of Jennifer Lawrence about her too in the face oh yeah, yeah. I can see that oh, it's good okay. to see we get yeah. more battle more Jeff um, Goldblum <laughs> like you say though it's Channel 7 I fully believe that too because uh, BT cops it um, you yeah. know, when he commentates and some it's hard to listen at times yeah. on Triple M radio he is awesome to listen to because yeah. um, I think you know with Radio 2 you have to call more because you can't yeah. see it yeah. but he just calls the game and yeah. he it. it's brilliant to listen to it's one of the best radio commentators going around yeah I, I actually don't mind the Triple M calls um, when they have JB and Brayshaw. Gary Lyon <laughs> well Brayshaw I'm neither here nor there on uh, but Gary Lyon Mick Malloy um, they call the game quite well I find um, and 
the other thing I think is that they target sort of the older older people, like forty plus. That's yep. sort of that era is they're targeting, mm. and I think they really miss out on the market of pretty much fifteen to let's say thirty year olds who are mainly internet based for all the information and all their um, content. They don't watch. No one's interested in listening to Caroline Wilson and fucking Gary Lyon talk about yeah. bullshit, and and even um, not Hutchie. What's the other dude? Damien Barrett. Damien Barrett. I think he's a very good researcher, a very good like journalist. In fact, of finding out information, but I think his own analysis, when it's his own opinion, I think mm. is pretty crap. I yeah. Don't think he really knows that much. But research information and getting oh, scoops, he's very very good at. Yeah. But his own analysis, I think, just leaves a lot to be desired. I did like when uh, Tony Abbott actually phoned into Triple Fucked M and, off. and called oh, yeah. um, called Barrett the Purple Headed Warrior. I don't think he realised what it meant. Tony Abbott did that? Oh, yeah, because they were having oh, a, a bit of a contest on who could get the biggest name. Yeah, so someone, someone on afl.com.au is fucked up there in the store. So yeah. that, Actually, put in an order now for Luke, <laughs> Semi, Mitchell, Semi Mitchell, 2015 Brownlow medal. It'll be worth way more than if you did win it. <laughs> Somehow, I think uh, there's a difference between priceless and yeah. worthless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, get, is, it's like getting one of the weg posters before they get burnt. Let it go. I did see their Reddit uh, page had the minor premiers uh, banner. I think they're going to keep that for a little bit because that's... Uh, yeah, it's a, it, the McLean Trophy's a trophy. It's yeah, something. It, it, it's something. And, and some of the West Coast didn't win this season too. Hey, I would tell yeah. you, no, it's fair enough to brag about the minor premiership. I mean, Port Adelaide's been bragging about their 37 minor <laughs> premierships for years. I think St. Kilda has a, a few times as well. <laughs> That's one thing that, I don't know about you, but I don't see, I don't meet many Port Adelaide fans that aren't in Adelaide, if that makes sense. Yeah. They're yeah. not sort of an interstate one that you see sort of a big, no following. Well, Frio were the same because that's the only bad thing about uh, beating Frio in you know the twenty twenty yeah. grand final and the prelim. I yep. nobody else to, to to tell about it. Yeah, and the thing with Frio, I reckon I'm completely making um, sort of these stats up, but I reckon that they'd have the best chance of being the most popular second favorite team. If that makes sense. Nah, Bulldogs. because oh, they want a flag. I know what you're saying. Everyone it's, wants to see them get their first. Yeah, it's mainly because they're new in as well. So when you're picking a second team, you're like, oh yeah, that team was in. They new. haven't had enough time for people to hate them. Yeah, um, yeah. Besides, you know, obviously Freo supporters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. West, Coast West Coast supporters. West Coast supporters, yeah. yeah. Not a bad one. Dusty Martin's polling very well for a bloke who hates umpires yeah, too. Let, let's be honest. Dusty Martin is never going to win a Brownlow yeah. because there's not going to be an umpire that's going to vote for him enough. Yeah. Unless there might be some off-field strong-arm tactics. You never know. He could actually <laughs> win the next five in a row. Yeah, nobody messes with Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, this is the game we, we were at. This, was it, yeah, uh, those Port? bulldog dancers. That was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Well, I've seen some weird shit at games, haven't you? Yeah. Like in, Mar- in, the, in the name of marketing. Well, it was God like um, when we went to the twenty um, twenties, and they had the the, the ghetto break disco break dancers and whatnot. And it's just like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah. The poor old uni students that had to put on those <laughs> bulldogs costumes to do their. And there's the token one dude who's still trying to make it as a dancer, <laughs> still sticking it out. Now MCG and then Broadway. This is it. My plan. This is it. I've got this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wasn't oh, the final team, but I'm pretty right, sure Gordon, he's in the squad. Was Sandy in the squad of forty? Yeah. Gordon, no, no, Nick Nat. Oh, Nick Nat. Oh, Nick Nat. Nick was Nat in the definitely. Squad. Yeah. That was an argument. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I you said. said. No, no I said Sandy. Yeah. Sandy was yeah. in the squad, and I thought Sandy would have been in the side before Nick Nat. Having said that, he wasn't in the squad. Um, Nick Nat was and should have been in the side, but he wasn't. He didn't get picked. And the thing is, it's all fun and games to have this as sort of like, you know, hey, we've got an All-Australian, but we've got to beat the Irish with this team. So I want to have the best <laughs> best players in there. If you can have a seven-foot-tall bloke, that that's pretty handy. I and I mean, they better be able to drink and throw a left hook. 
because it's essential in Ireland. Sandy's already got an All Australian berth, so he's qualified for the international rules. But yep. the international rules uh, really supports the more mobile players. Don't know if Sandy's one of those. Yeah, but but I mean, but, who the Irish going to put up against him? He's a big exactly. fucker. He's got to win every tap. Like, they just mean nothing. But could he be goalkeeper? Stand in the middle and just reach. <laughs> yeah. Did they did they announce the coach for the international rules? Uh, it's Clarkson. Clarkson, I'm guessing. Yeah, I don't see how he last year he signed. I think. Oh, okay. It'd be interesting yeah. if uh, <laughs> if he brought along the Scott brothers based on their international rules experience and the yeah, yeah, and getting time. in the biffo. <laughs> I think right, Ross. Oh, here's Lewis. Look out, Ross Lyon, and it could have even been Longmire with his two assistants. It was oh, somebody yeah, of that yeah. character. Uh, yeah, I can't remember now. Well, that'd be uh, an entertaining. Gordo. That'd be a very entertaining coach's box. <laughs> Stick Sandy sideways in the goals. That'd work pretty fucking well. You'd just be able to. Not only could he, t- he do the the um, the unders, you know, stop them. That's what he wanted yeah. for. He can, with his height and that bonce, he could stop a few overs. Yeah, you know, without sure trying. <laughs> Even if you know, once he's retired, you can still prop him up. Just tight, lashing. <laughs> weekend of Bernie style. Yeah, weekend of Bernie style, yeah. That's a heart attack half time. No problem, mate. Because I actually did have like a few stories for if if we had nothing to talk about, just random shit to, to go on about. Yeah, and? So what, you want to hear one? Yeah, good. All right. I planted a potato once. Did you? Yeah, I did. You know how like you got your box of potatoes and, and had one growing. left in there? Yeah. It started like growing like, it was left in there for a while. Grow yeah. like full on change shape to one of the tendrils was almost kind of at the top yep I was looking at it I was like you're trying your the best fucking, the fucking patience of this little potato how long would it have taken to change shape to try and escape they're putting all its uh, physical energy yeah. into these roots just like, fine that's not giving up you know what I mean that's effort that I appreciate so yeah. I was like thought, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mate, fucking plant it I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take you out don't know what I expected to happen with this <laughs> but I felt like those people that like set free those caged chickens and steggles or some <laughs> shit you know and I was like yeah you live potato the thing is I don't even know how to plant potatoes how they even fucking grow surely you dig a hole you put it in there you cover it up that's what I did but the potatoes have seeds like how do they reproduce like no, how does one root. potato turn into another alright so, so do you have to like just trim roots just off the potatoes and like so there's little tendrils so you just cut them off and then I, replant a different I spot think, no you just plant something what you do is you take, tuber. you take the um, the empty chip packet and you plant that <laughs> and the smiths come out and that's <laughs> and how you get the different flavours <laughs> clearly he's oh Gordo's called the double round though reckons Brutus going to catch up we'll have two Charlies going out to two going to WA yeah Ben oh, was already on the first uh, flight out there here and all his Charlies heading out to WA I'll tell you what the a lot more Charlie at the ba- bathrooms at the Brownlow there's old mate Joffa as you do actually uh, I think we've talked about it before but Joffa, Joffa nominated all, all Australian uh, <laughs> yeah. straight of the year straight of the year all Australian, Australian yeah. um, love Joffa's work yeah absolutely I think he's a, a very deserving nomination uh, the amount of charity work he does I uh, think he it's crazy. I yeah. think literally he's in the top 100. Also, if you're not yeah. aware, we actually did a podcast with Joffa a fair while ago now towards the start of the season. If you go onto um, our website or our SoundCloud or iTunes, yeah, you'll see it. catalog. It's in the um, Balls Deep section. We do um, the personal interviews, we call them Balls Deep because yeah. fucking why not? You can you can listen to Joffa and still hate Collingwood. That's absolutely yeah. fine. But he actually is like a really top bloke. And the thing is, he, he will be on social media and be like fully like, fuck everyone else but Collingwood, but Outside of that persona, he does a lot of work for other clubs to make sure they stay afloat. Oh, he kept helped kept uh, Carlton, Carlton afloat and, and Western Bulldogs, Western Bulldogs as yeah. well. And he's heavily involved in the soccer. Yeah, yeah, he loves, loves his soccer. soccer. Loves his soccer. Now, it was Absolutely very funny it. with uh, Joffa because on Reddit um, that day was who would be the worst um, person ever to have ask 
uh, Ask Me Anythings on Reddit. And yep. Joffa was the first person named. And it was that night we were interviewing Joffa. Um, but the reason, and when we started this podcast, he was actually one of the first people yeah. I thought of who'd be interesting to. <laughs> Just a quick story. To. There are actually people who are watching our stream to actually, because they can't get a live stream of. Um, I said that there would be, yeah. Of the Brownlow. So we should probably actually update with, oh, yeah. with what's right. going on. Um, yeah. Was, anyway, what I was saying was when we started the podcast, Joffa was one of the first people I thought Pretty would be interesting. Yeah. Um, to. Uh, that wraps up at five. No, uh, oh, yeah, it's over now. There's only one game left, and yeah. five's got a four. Five's up by left. four, so five will be your 2015 Brownlow medal winner. Just like we knew way back in yeah. July. Eddie brought his own microphone. He's won a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, handed it to Michael Barlow, who's his date for the night. Um, be, uh, yeah, Joffrey was one of the people who I, I thought he'd be really interesting. Uh, the, one of the first people I thought of because, one, I thought we can get him. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. There's not many yeah. players going to come out to this. But two, he's a, a man not that Jesse fucking Hogan, loves sure. football. Yeah. Uh, and I can talk to anybody when they have an absolute passion for something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as we found out, he had a passion for two things. That was uh, uh, football and helping people. Helping yeah. The, the, the yeah. unfortunate. So um, it's uh, it, it was it was great to have him on. Um, and I'll never say a bad word about him ever. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you get over 30 votes, you'd have to be stiff, not <laughs> I think there's been two people who've got 30 votes and not one in this current format. And Sammy Mitchell was one of them. Yeah. And I've got a feeling Dane Swan might have got close. Or that might have been the year Dane Swan won. Well, plenty of times we've seen uh, 24 be a winner. So, yeah. you know, if you get over 25, you're looking pretty good. And if you get over 30, you should win it. How cruel is that putting the free metal table next to the Hawks? <laughs> that was one of the worst bloody fist bump hugs we've ever seen. Wasn't it? Did old mate have a Polaroid camera there? I don't know, but old mate there was not interested in getting in that shot at all. I reckon he might have snuck in, and he's like, shit, camera, i got to turn my head. I'm actually not invited to this Put your gig. phone down, you dickhead. I don't get that. Why is everyone filming it? You're going to enjoy it more exactly. watching it. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody's interested in seeing that video. And it's no. being filmed. Like, you can watch the tape yeah. afterwards. Like, you'll f- record something in lieu of experiencing it live. Oh, yeah. It seems fucking Cheers ridiculous. Cheers to the producer telling him, Nat Fife, the stairs are right there. I think yeah. you can fucking see the yeah. stairs, mate. I think someone just wanted to speak to Nat Fife. Oh, I've just realised that um, it's tradition that the last Brownlow medalist um, presents the medal. Yeah, um, let's do. Criticism there. So, so old Gaz. Oh, Gaz. He's got a couple. So well, I mean, you may as well give next year's Brownlow medal and present it out. <laughs> well, I tell you what, they, they changed the rules so that five could be eligible. And I you, don't think anybody's complaining. No, nah, no. Nah. Uh, Unless it's Prittis. I think no one loves it more than Bruce. Look at the hands all over him. <laughs> God, free I, kick, free kick. I'll tell you what, every day of the week. <laughs> Can't be doing that, Bruce. Michael Barlow's here, like, Bruce, keep it above the waist, <laughs> mate. Exactly. <laughs> hey, where are you going? <laughs> Mike Fitzpatrick. Look at this cunt. This fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to fucking drag this fucking cunt. Oh. Story? Oh, crown story. Oh, I've got to think of one that I'm not going to give up on our actual main gambling podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, it's coming up. Probably a couple of months or so. We've got my de- degenerate friend, Gambler. He's, he's yeah, yeah we've got plenty. I'll think one before this, uh, this thing's out. Oh, this speech has got another 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to miss any jokes that I can slide in. Yeah. <laughs> Why start now? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, looking at uh, our off-season, we're going to do um, sort of more interesting sort of one-off ah, just standalone we, podcasts because we yeah. can't do AFL week by week. And the thing is, getting guests like players, it's like for us, hey. I mean, first of all, it's hard to get onto them. But hey. secondly, go. No, finish this before um, It's hard to get uh, sort of legit stories. You get media managed one week at a time and it's very hard for them to go over and honest. So we've got a few ideas for the off-season of what we're going to do. So... Gambling stories is definitely one of them. I've got 
fucking literally I've written them down so I've got books on them that I'm going to spit out there just then uh, they showed uh, Rossi Lyon in the crowd not wearing his wedding band I tell you what he's out for a big night at Crown tonight. really look out yeah. there was his wife next to him so yeah it doesn't matter she's going to bed soon she's, she's getting tired that has been a long long count actually alright that's, that's not really a story but it's a little fact that one of the people that actually used to love spending time hogging around there in town was Mark Harvey yep but the thing is he wouldn't drink and he, he wouldn't really gamble he just loved talking to people. Yeah. He just loved being around people and just chatting and hearing their stories. But it's not like, like he was doing it to try and be nice. He's genuinely interested in what people have to say. Yeah. And so he sit there and like he'd be playing like Caribbean stud. He might have like two scotches for the whole night. That's it. And like uh, Frio were playing at that point. He was he, coaching them, yeah. Yeah, but he'd stay there and he'd, he'd genuinely be interested in what people were saying. Jeez, it'd be... Michael Bullock just realised he's got to put out now. He's got to put <laughs> his five state. I mean, the, the bloke wins the medal. You, yeah. You're going to take one of them out, aren't you? Yeah, you're going to get Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he wasn't sipping the full beer. Yeah, that's why he spat the beer back in there. <laughs> if this isn't going to get the taste out. Yeah. Anyone who's been Cosby knows. The old hard Cosby. <laughs> the fast Cosby. <laughs> Still going. Uh, yeah, but Mark Harvey, the funniest thing yeah. was when, whenever anyone um, from the AFL gets in the Mahogany Room, like what people don't know is the Mahogany Room has one of the strongest super coach leagues in super coach. Yep. Like they're really up there. Like they're really, really into take their it, super take coach. It very seriously. Whenever any AFL player comes into Mahogany Room, supervisors all surround him. So hey, he's playing this week and like, they'll just <laughs> suss out what's going on in the AFL. And so that's like the entire mission of all the supervisors and pit bosses, yeah, the male ones in the Mahogany Room, is just to get like to win the. Um, that's what I'll explain is that dealers are the biggest degenerate gamblers on the planet like you would think if you're working in a casino that you'd be sick of gambling and that you wouldn't want to do it but the thing is if you work there you're actually not allowed to gamble and so I try and compare it to working in a chocolate factory and being banned from eating chocolate first thing you want to do is eat chocolate chocolate. yeah Yeah. and so dealers are the biggest degenerate gamblers I've always said that uh, publicans are either drunks or teetotalers yeah yeah exactly exactly same same principle and so the mahogany room super coach is like fifty bucks a week <laughs> to uh, to like enter and shit. So they're playing for serious cash. Here's a random thing: if you actually listen, I don't know if anyone actually listens to our intros, or if you like you hear our podcast and you skip the intro and go to the <laughs> the meat of it or whatever. You work hard on those intros. You love working hard. On I, those I don't work hard on them, but I love doing them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put some thought into them, but I've actually got like a whole folder of just little Bruce sound bites. Yep. And so I'm actually thinking of doing a podcast or adding Bruce in there with just these little sound bites so I sound like he's here with us, but just make him fucking nasty and <laughs> raw as fuck. Just make him like gangster. <laughs> he's pretty gangster as is, I reckon. I, I, like, I like to think that off camera, he is real gangster. But the funny thing is, he's big into his horse racing. Loves it. And so the way you can edit and sort of take out of context a lot of horse terminology just, or just horse names. feeds hand in hand with making him a badass motherfucker. Look. So in the off season when I've got time, you can you can expect a, a Bruce podcast coming out there. Uh, I th- we we covered our grand final tips at the start, but I think I said obviously I'm a Hawthorne supporter. So yeah, I'm Heath Hawks, he's on the Hawks. Um, I don't want Hawks to win, but I think they will. I'll, so. I'll take the unpopular position of West Coast just because I I want to go for the underdog and. They're prob- even though they finished second to Hawthorne's third, they're probably the underdog for this match. No, look, I'm, I'm a Richmond supporter, and we've been ruining people's milestones and celebrations all year, and Hawks going for three in a row. Well, from- okay, if anybody's neutral out there and you want a reason to go for Hawthorne, uh, what was I going to say? Reason uh, to go for Hawthorne. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The reason to go for Hawthorne, um, everybody hates Collingwood. Uh, so we're not Collingwood, so that's one thing. But yeah. Collingwood uh, have only two records. Um, going around at the minute yep. one is the most lost grand finals which I'll keep yep. they're also the only team to ever win four in a row oh yeah it might be there's only five teams I- I'm going to go out on a limb and reckon Gordo's onto it I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, got a Carlton Melbourne twice and Brisbane with three in a row there yeah. you go let me be chasing oh, yeah. Richmond 2052 we're there 2052 <laughs> I'm how going for one in my life how many that's kid, what I'm aiming for how one many kids in my is life. Dusty Martin going to have however many you give him <laughs> he'll look after them all how many it's a good band he's right yeah, he's a Richmond supporter like uh, you know you were born a few years after their last premiership in the United yeah. you just want one yeah my daughter's seven she's, she's a Hawks supporter she's a Hawks supporter hasn't yeah. got a clue She's yeah. already been alive for three premierships. Yeah. She was the one that went to school and proclaimed Screw Rioli as her favourite player. It's better than my son. He went to school and claimed that Joe Ruffhead was his dad. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, he's telling kids. He doesn't even have red hair. And Hawthorne are halfway there. You've got to get there so that Collingwood don't stand out. Right? Yeah. That's all Collingwood have got these days. Yeah. So I'm saying West Coast just... You know, because we can't all be going for the same team. In, in yeah, I'm on West Coast as well. Um, just because they beat him in the final earlier. And yeah. I mean, following Richmond's form, I want to spoil everyone's, you know, <laughs> everyone's celebrations. <laughs> Fuck them. If I can't enjoy it. Yeah. Anyway, cheers, uh, guys from the YouTube and Reddit who tuned in. Yep. Um, right. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Right, Appreciate it. it. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 